Oops. Sorry about that. I'd have surgery last year, and it didn't go as smoothly as I'd hoped. Oh God, I don't want to hear about this. No, it's all right. I'm not gonna tell. It. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I gonna... don't want to hear about your PP surgery. That's all right. But yeah, it did not go as smoothly as I'd hoped. So. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> oh my I'm God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Polly just quit the podcast. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fourth of July weekend, and you are listening to the most patriotic podcast voted 27 years in a row. It's the Soxcast, episode 23, and I am your ever patriotic host, Polly. And I, I think you guys know about uh, what time it is, right? Oh my God! I think that you know we're here to celebrate the birth of this great nation, the birth of the modern world. I think that there's only one way we can do that, and that is with. A very patriotic and in-tune song. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Oh, no. Never. (laughs) America, our home and native land, we have a flag, and it's really big. Washington had Jesus and JFK <laughs> McDonald's Burger King and Subway America we stand on guard for thee America, land of the free. Oh my god. That works. Woo! Welcome Ooh. to America, bitches! Spring break! Woo! That's a podcast. See you folks later. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's the end. Yep. <laughs> We're done. How do you top that? What do we do after that? Yeah, I think I think we have hit the apex there. <laughs> All right, uh, and to my immediate virtual right, he is a true patriot. It's Rhett. I love the Americanadas. You love the Americanadas. You're good. Yeah, are you ready? I love the cartoons. That are they you make. ready to show? <laughs> are you ready to show this great nation just how much you love her by uh, indulging us all oh, in a podcast? I'm gonna make sweet love to Lady Liberty. Oh baby, just uh, like just nibble on her clit a little bit. She uh, likes that. She likes it that. So I, don't tell anybody I told you that. But that, I, that's that's what she likes. And to my immediate virtual left, he is also a patriot. It's John Thayer. God bless America. You fucking love your country, don't you? Fuck yeah. God damn. It's so awesome, isn't it? It's just like Woo. the whole modern world was born here. Woo! No racism, no sexism, no homophobia, <laughs> no transphobia. We are a perfect utopian goddamn society, and I couldn't be more proud to be podcasting from it. What about you, John Thayer? I just feel really warm and at peace knowing that we live in the greatest country in the world. 
it does feel good. It does feel good. And guess what? What? Of course, you know, you can, I guess you can't have a socks cast these days without having a special guest on the hamper seat. He is a special contributor. He has been a contributor to SocksMakePeopleSexy.net over the years for a long time. I forget when he first started contributing. But he is also a true patriot. It is Vanner Orion. Howdy. Hey. Hey. You, you, <laughs> that, that, that underwhelming there. Yeah, but. yeah. You don't sound yeah. like you're loving your country that much. Yeah! I mean, yeah. All right. Like let's, that... so, <laughs> let's, 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 uh, let's, take the, let's take the love down a few decibels. Uh, nah. Sorry about that. Let's keep things a little calm. Let's say, we got people that listen to this with earphones. I mean, most yeah. people fall asleep to this podcast. <laughs> I don't see how. So I'm going to start dubbing in just random loud sounds now. Just like foghorns and firemen's whistles going off and shit. Hey, Rhett. Whoa. How's early access? <laughs> the early access air horn. Hey, John. <laughs> hey, John, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm sitting. I've got tea. I've got my puppy over John, here. John, John, John. It was rhetorical. What? We're not talking to you right now. <laughs> oh, you were talking about... It was a scenario, John. It was scenario play. All right. Now, Vanner Orion, you love your country. Yes. I know you do. Uh, wait a minute. What's with that? What's with that? What's with that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, did you just hesitate? I heard some hesitation. Uh, I'm going to oh. need some convincing. I really like my country. Li- oh, he likes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just put you on a list. Um... <laughs> And maybe by the end of this podcast, you'll still be alive when the certain people get a hold of your name. But, uh, hey, while we're stalling and trying to keep you in one place while the snipers I've dispatched to your house come to find you, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Oh, no, I'm just a guy. Uh, I just, uh, actually, I never did get to talk about how I came across the website during the anniversary thing. Well, go for it. Uh... Years ago, uh, a friend of mine, I think, his name was Marcus, he uh, he told me about the website, I think. I can't remember if it was the Final Fantasy reviews or something else, but... It was. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> it was either that or it was through Hardcore Gaming 101, but I want to say it was through my friend. And I came across the website, and then I saw that you said, hey, if anyone wants to contribute. And I think around that time I uh, bought uh, Star Fox Command mm-hmm. for the DS, I think is what that was. Yeah, and and I looked at the back of the box out there when I got the game, and it said, "Like Return to the Original Games." Like, ah, that's cool. I want to play this. And I think I just bought a DS not too long before getting that, and I like uh, took it home and played it for like twenty to twenty-five minutes. I'm like, this is the this is a bald-faced lie. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> this is like the this is like a slap in the face because it was awful, and I t- I don't think I. I don't think I've ever achieved a record of taking a game back that quick. Maybe the only thing that's been close to that has been Call of Duty Black Ops 2. <laughs> and uh, huh. and then I, when I came across your side, you said, well, take contribu- contribution. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I might try, you know, I might try to send a review in. And, and I did, and you took it, and there you go. I sent some stuff in after that. <clears throat> so that's how I came across the site. <clears throat> And, and then you let us all know how much you love 3D Mario. 
Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Good old days. Oh, yes. God. Good old days. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. They were some of the, my favorite posts ever. <laughs> Even if I love them for the wrong reasons, Banner. I think it was pretty funny we got after the podcast, and I was like, you know, Banner, South Wind Waker really isn't that great, is it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, we can bond over this now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like it's not like if you do, if you like those games, I'm not hating on you. It's just mm-hmm. it's just that there is definitely a viewpoint out there where like there are definitely people that are like there's something wrong with some of these games that Nintendo puts out and it's hard to figure out why. I came across a guy years ago who was actually trying to study that. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing that, although he's not doing that as much today for various reasons. But he did a shitload of research, and other people did a shitload of research. He'd email him and send him in like links to interviews and all these other things. And you know, we basically pegged it down. It's like it's the people that are in charge over there. That's mm-hmm. the big issue. It's like some of the people that are in charge of certain IPs in Nintendo probably should not be in charge of them and need to be put in the hands of people that are more respectful to the roots of the IPs themselves. And that's, that's really the fundamental, I guess that's a, I feel like we can all agree here that Zelda Skyward Sword is really bad. (laughs) That shocked me to death when you said that you returned that. I mean, I was like, damn, that's like, even I'm like, damn, but Chrono Maniac loves everything. It's like, how bad was that? I mean, it's not good. It's just like like the first eight hours. The first eight to ten hours oh, are tutorial. It's really, it's really, really bad. The game had to tell me how to run. Oh, oh. really? Yeah, really? there was a prompt to tell me how to run. Oh. oh, man. Isn't there a prompt to tell you how to, like, talk to people? Yes. With the prompt. I'm pretty sure there's a prompt to tell you how to run on the screen at all times. Oh, Wow. That's just, there's yeah. like a picture of the Wiimote. You can turn that off, but yeah. yeah you, you can, can turn, turn that off, yeah. but not until about two or three hours into the game they give you the oh. option and oh then explain God. to you how to use the option. <laughs> oh my God, that is awful. That is... I did not know that. It's, that is... It's the Legend of Zelda for the brain dead. <laughs> Apparently so. Holy shit. No offense to any brain dead people in our audience. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I try to be like a ray of fucking sunshine and all that um and then <laughs> yeah. I just like and then i just went off on a game that a lot of people liked uh on twitter for like five days or something this week and i felt really bad afterwards we can get to that later oh okay. oh <laughs> i know what you did it's just like i know people, what you did people, uh, are, people are telling are like tweeting at me going like Oh, this was one of my childhood favorites. This was like a magical dreamland of adventure. John and was I'm like, just let like, me destroy that for you. It was just like, oh my god, I'm just... Am I hurting people? Oh. It was sad. Hating things isn't as fun as liking things. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. And yeah. believe me, I don't seek out the hate shit. Like, unless it's... Unless it's like, I don't know... Uh, I like watching bad movies, but I don't really like playing bad games. It doesn't really work the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on how bad the game is. <laughs> I, like playing, I like playing certain bad games. It's not every game can be Ride to Hell Retribution. Not every game can yeah. be Sonic 06. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. There's, Jesus, I'm... Sonic 06 is magical for many, many reasons. <laughs> oh my god, Zolani, the guy who wrote the Sonic Adventure articles on for Zeal, 
he bought Sonic 06, like, oh, in the last, wow. like, two weeks. Oh, wow. And has just been, like, doing these super academic tweets about it. And then the other day, it was just, he just said, like, this game just makes me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching... I uh, really don't like this at all, y'all, everyone. <laughs> I was watching Retsu Prey play through that. And uh, they were doing Silver's part. And there was that one part where they go through this whole... Like, I don't know, hour or two slog of just awful. Like, there's an escort quest, and it's terrible. And they get to the end, and he dies. He gets the game over, gets <laughs> back to the main menu, and it didn't save it. Yep. Yeah. And he fucking had a mental breakdown. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, that is awful. Yeah. It's like, they go back two episodes, just like, oh, oh I guess we're doing this again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, that, that had to suck. I felt bad for him. Because I would not have done that. I'd be like, fuck it, we're done. We're not doing any more of this shit. <laughs> you don't know how many times I had shit like that happen to me, and I 100%ed that stupid game. My god. Oh, man. I am stupid! <laughs> I am utterly stupid! Didn't Shadow break for you? Yeah, Shadow completely broke. Uh, it broke to the point to where, like, I finished, like, the second mission or something, and I was doing the third, and the game crashed... But when I reset, it came back. It was just like, oh, Shadows reads 100% complete. So I couldn't actually play the rest of his story because the game marked it as complete. <laughs> That's pretty fortunate. Yeah, so it just threw me, it just threw me into um, the, final, uh, the final act. Wow. <laughs> so dumb. The game, that game has like, pretty I'm cool taking... final boss music. That game's got great music. The game took pity on you. It did. It's like, it's like, I can't believe you've played this far. Because I played through Sonic and Silver before I played Shadow. So, yeah, I guess it was just like, look, you've done this much. Let me let me do you a solid. I didn't know there were, like, multiple, like, characters you played as in that. I thought it was just Sonic because of all the videos I'd seen before in the past. It just showed him. But I didn't know there was, like, other two people you played. It really tries oh, to be, no. like, Sonic Adventure 3, right? Yeah, basically that's what it was trying to be. It's, like, not even just Sonic, Shadow, and Silver, though. Like, they have sub-characters like Tails and Knuckles, and it's just... Yeah, who, oh. who all play no, no. even yeah. worse. <laughs> even... Tails, like, is completely unwieldy. He's completely like, uncontrollable while you're flying. His momentum is, like, 0 to 60 or something. <laughs> so it's kind of like a combination of Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 structure. We got the towns and everything, and then the multiple characters you select, but then each of those routes itself, like, alternates between different characters. Yeah. I guess. And no pink... No pink birdie. No, no pink, pink birdie. Oh, but there's a human that hangs out with Sonic the whole time. Yeah. A princess. You'll love that. Uh, it's a sweet art. love story, John. You'll love oh, it. Oh, God. Someone, someone on... I, th I, th I don't remember who it was. Someone on Twitter was just like, fuck the pink bird. And I was just like, what? I think that was Rhett. No, I think it might have been Raquel. I don't know. It was, it was either Raquel or Chelsea. Uh-huh. Uh like, fuck the little pink bird family. And I was like, No. Oh, yeah, it was probably either talking shit about a Zelda game or it was Secret of Mana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got... Spoiler alert. Yeah, I got second to Netsu 3 now. <clears throat> oh, I'm never going to fucking touch that game. Don't, don't, <clears throat> don't. Oh, no. That game's oh, terrible. You don't Ooh. like John when he's angry. Uh oh. <clears throat> yeah, go, oh. go in. So, why don't we actually do a podcast? We, we, we've, been, we've sat here bantering long you know, enough. It all comes back to Sonic. It all comes back to goddamn Sonic. Fucking shit. <laughs> this podcast, I swear to God, it's cursed. 
And all comes tumbling down, tumbling down <laughs> to Sonic. I can't stop rolling around, rolling around, <laughs> rolling around. At the speed of sound. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Vera Ryan, what the hell have you been doing? What do you want to talk about? Okay. Amuse uh, us. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. Actually, I've been trying to... Well, let's see. I've been... So I built a computer last year. I've been getting a PC game in. That's good stuff. And, yeah. And then I've been making use of that. I've been kind of busy with my real life working and trying to catch up with some of my family. I've been uh, not seen in decades in some cases. And then trying to work out and then I injured my arm it's like well I gotta stop that now for a while <laughs> well <laughs> it's like well I can't work out until that's healed just, and, it's just a sign that me. it's just a sign that you should you know who cares about like, working out when you can sit around and just play video games that's true yeah, I, know what, I know what that's like when you're exercising and <laughs> but John, John exercises and gets butt problems yeah, it's like no, but like uh, my niece and nephew—they've they've been by since it's summer and they're not at school. And then I let them—I've been letting them play uh, old SNES games through totally legitimate means. Of course, that's, that's yeah, the only so. way anybody plays those games. I can't think of any other way anybody would. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. console, of course. Well, yeah, uh, well, of course, <laughs> obviously, with its totally non-existent account space system. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, they actually taking a liking to some of the games I got on there. Like, uh, they liked Donkey Kong Country quite a bit. I actually played, uh, I had a friend over that I work with. Uh, he, he grew up opposite of me. He got, like, I guess every, he played everything I played growing up, but he didn't have a SNES. He had a Genesis. Mm. So he'd never played any SNES games, really. So he came over and we played, um, Ninja Turtles 4 and a bunch of other stuff. I hadn't played through that in a long time. I was one of the first. Oh, I beat Ninja Turtles 4 with my brother a bunch. That was really yeah, that was, really good, good memories attached to that game. Oh yeah, like, that was one of the first SNES games I ever played. I think we rented the SNES, and that was one of the first games we rented because I loved that show back in the day. And that's a damn good game. And I like playing that, you know, back. I was like, God, I forgot how good this was, and just how much like effort they put into it. Like, I mean, because it has everything from everything, like the movies, the cartoons, I guess the comics that I never read. Uh, it's like really good, and the music was great, and. I found out they like did like a version of it sort of for this Genesis. Yeah, the Hyperstone Heist. Yeah, I was like, what is that? It's like, and I like was looking that up last night, and it's like, I guess they just reused the assets and kind of added some new stuff in, but the Genesis music shit. So it sounded all. It sounded good for what it was, but it didn't sound as good as the SNES. Yeah, mm. I, I think that uh, the Turtles in Time soundtrack uh, definitely is superior uh, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give Genesis credit. It did sound good for what it was because I've, I've, I've played Super Turrican has really awesome fucking music. Then you listen like like Mega Turrican three or whatever on the Genesis. It's like it's good, but it's not that good. <laughs> I think Genesis music sounds better than SNES music generally. I generally do as well, but it, I, it's kind of a sound thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're kind uh, of different a, things. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah maybe SNES is like almost entirely sample based and everything's yeah. kind of got a muffled sound to it but they've also got it's also got a built in reverb function and they overuse that and yeah. I think that, that makes a lot of things sound really bad you're like mm-hmm. you're like an audio person in real life or something right yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> so, what, so you, that's what I do that's what my yeah, resume so you, says audio person so you actually know his shit see I, I'm completely oblivious to this yeah. crap so yeah. so I mean I'll defer to trust you me the le- trust me the less you know the better 
I have been listening to a shit ton of SNES music lately that's kind of past the whole spectrum lately from reverb back to hell and playing to the system strengths and sounding like a Genesis mm-hmm. in a great way. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, so, so yeah, I've been playing. What have I been playing? I've been, well, I can't play. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I fucked my arm up in such a way I can't really play video games without it aggravating it. Well, <laughs> yeah. well that's much. Well, yeah. great time to be on a podcast about video games, you big <laughs> I dork. I know, man. It's like, damn, my timing is just fucking awesome. Not really. But, no, no, I have been playing some games. Uh, I, I was playing Modern Warfare 2 on a, a third-party client recently. Uh, something called Reps. Basically, you take the game, and I think I got it off of Steam, but you take it out of Steam, and then you let the third-party client put its stuff in there, basically. And then you have access to their own servers, and you can play the game with servers because you can on PC because they didn't add that. Yeah, in. they didn't have oh, that. Yeah. Can- yeah, that was a big stink back when uh, Modern Warfare oh, yeah. Two came out. Oh my god, I remember that. that we're, yeah. boycott- we're boycotting <laughs> it, and then you check gamers the are really whiny. <laughs> then you check the Steam group day one, and they're all playing it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a big reason I didn't want to play on Steam anyway, multiplayer wise, is because you know you do have hackers, and if you get into a lock like a lobby associated with that, if you receive any benefits from that, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're oh. fucked. So it's forget mm-hmm. that. So you know, and the thing is, like, so far I'm not played it in, like the last few days, but it's been very fun. I mean, because I did play it on the PS3 when I had my PS3, mm-hmm. and it was pretty fun. But it's that that is such a shitty state. It's unplayable. Like lag or hackers or both. It's yeah, it's not once, happening. Basically, after the first six or six or eight months, Activision kind of stops giving a shit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, see, I bought into the hype for Black Ops Two, and then that 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 has never happened again. Because <laughs> I, I mean, it was Treyarch, and they're like, because I really like Black Ops One. That's when I got my PS3. It came with Black Ops One, mm-hmm. and the guy at GameStop's like, "Well, if you don't like it, bring it back, trade it in." you know, free credit to something else. Like, All right, yeah. And uh, I actually like the game. I like the campaign. I like the zombies all right. And I like the multiplayer once I got used to it. And the best part of it was it had offline with bots. I didn't have to fucking play against people that I didn't want to. Right. And uh, I wish more games would do that. Uh, but then I played online, and it's fun, too, in its own way. And I think Black Ops was the closest they got to kind of getting all the getting away from the bullshit problems that the prior games had, but then when they made Black Ops 2, they just completely just went full retard and embraced everything that was wrong with those games and just fucking amplified it to 11. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard people call them Black Ops this many times in a row. I've just exclusively been hearing blops, blops, oh, blops, God, blops, oh. blops, I blops. really, really, really hate it when people... I, I don't know why, but that is one of those... What? It's like, I can't stand video. I hate it when people say that. And I can't stand blops. I can't I stand. I really it. like blops. I like I've never it. heard somebody say blops. Honestly, I like calling it black orbs. I think I associated Vidya with um, SMPS for a little bit because maybe that was the first place I'd ever heard it. So yeah. then I found out it's from 4chan, and it was just like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just started oh, wrenching oh. and never touched it again. The first and last time I ever went there, a friend Marcus, yes, Marcus, he linked me to something there. I, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't realize it was like an image board. I know more about it now, but I was trying to scroll down like, what the hell you want me to look at? And there's like a fucking like series of photos of like someone lighting a kitten on fire. Oh, like, Jesus. I'm like, never link this to me again, ever. Okay. Wow. 
I don't think he intended for that to happen. That was he was he's not the kind of guy to link this shit like that. I would hope not. Yeah, no, 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 no. But yeah, he. I was like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Do not send me back here. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just the games of what the fuck? What was I saying? <laughs> Black Ops Two. Black Ops Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I bought the hype full on. I was like, yeah, they know what the fuck they're doing. They're gonna, you know, because it's Treyarch, and I like their last game it was really good i mean it had problems but they're like we're gonna fix all this shit i should have known better i didn't first night i got it it ran like shit on the ps3 badly like then the online was fucking crippled and broke and screwed up and then like the problem is like they, they they've embraced full on on everything that's wrong with those games like they just like they're like well people like this because of this and they don't actually stop and question well do we really need this should we maybe get rid of this you know, is this really that important to the game? And I like, like you know how like the prestiging thing works on those games. Yeah, yeah. You level up to the max, and then you can go back to level one, but you'll be prestiged. Yeah, it's it's just it's just like oh, if you want to start over again. Yeah, it, it's a way to be able to keep playing, you know, and still be able to enjoy progression. Yeah, and the problem with that is like it's optional. Normally, it's like well, you don't necessarily have to do it. It's only if you want to. Yeah. Well, on Black Ops Two, they force you to. Like, if you want to unlock everything at the same time, you have to prestige all the way to the max. Like, you have to do like ten to fifteen times. Oh my god! Yeah. See what that is? Like, what it is? Like when you max out and then you restart over again, you um, you permanently unlock something. And then, oh. and then you see, yeah, and it's like, and unless, you know, of course, I don't necessarily want everything, but if you want everything, they force you to do that shit. I'm like, that's retarded. And the thing is, like, I was keeping up with the community at the time, the YouTube community for the game. And, like, the ones that, like, had a life outside of the game were the ones that were most pissed off about how the game turned out because it was, like, wasting their time. They, like, they were lagging behind people that just had more time to spend on the game. And it's like, you know, that's like a big, I think that put a big spotlight on a big flaw that that has. It's like, how can you have a game that's supposed to be competitive? Because they were really pushing on this competitive esports shit with this particular game. And that blew up in their face, too, because that, like, that didn't work out at all. They, they've always tried to do that. And it's just like, I don't, like, the esports doesn't want you guys. Just deal with it. Yeah. I mean, even then, it's just like, it. they, they, they bungled it so badly. Like, I mean, they, they it didn't work at all. Right. And, and it's, but it's just like, you know, I would say if you wanted to make a game that beat Call of Duty, you need to, like, go and be like, okay, what is, you know, there needs to be a level playing field. Get rid of this level grinding shit. Or make the level grinding shit just completely superfluous. Like, like cosmetic shit like all the actual important stuff just be unlocked at once that makes more sense <laughs> totally agree yeah you know that's why i like black ops because it was going towards that direction in a way and i thought they would go more towards that with black ops 2 <clears throat> excuse me but they didn't they went the opposite direction to just grind 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 it's like yeah, it's retarded. It's a, there's a good game in there. It's just it's got so much frustrating bullshit in it. It's just hard to enjoy it. And I think it's probably summarizes what's wrong. It's the foundation of that game. It's just got so much bloat on it now that it just can't. It's just collapsing underneath all of it. <clears throat> we had a guest on uh, last year that was really uh, enjoying the hell out of Advanced Warfare, though. Uh, it seemed like it, like it seemed like that it was kind of like the opposite. Of, yeah. of what you're talking about now is that 
Um, I haven't played that. The grinding didn't sound as bad, and actually playing it seemed kind of fun. It's like it's the first time I've wanted to play uh, a Call of Duty game since uh, Call of Duty 4. My friend Marcus wanted to play that. He was like, he, he's not big on Call of Duty at all, but he was like, I'd like to play that because, I mean, it looked cool. Yeah, it's de- it definitely, like, it's got its own cool thing. Like, the campaign seemed interesting. Yeah, like, I, I was pretty, it's like, if I could ever, you know, see a copy of that for, like, 15, 20 bucks, I would be yeah. tempted. I think Modern Warfare 1 was mm-hmm. the first game I ever bought on Steam. Oh, wow. I still haven't, I still that's haven't still, played it. That's, that's huh. still fun to play on. I just played that uh, not too long ago. On I just think that the campaign looks like the one Call of Duty game I'm in. It looks like yeah, the Call of Duty game I'm interested in It's a really, really good campaign. Well, I yeah. watched my friend play it on the PS3 uh, years ago. Someone let him borrow his job. And uh, I'm like, God, it's like watching a Tom Clancy novel. I mean, I've read some Tom Clancy novels. I'm like, this is what it felt like. Now the campaigns don't feel so much like that but that's what it felt like at the time I was like that's really cool you know and you know of course they just driven it in the dirt you know well yeah that's well, yeah, I, that's, I, what, I, that's what you do when you've got a money maker actually let me use another example of something i just recently learned myself to kind of drive that point home because it's about activision as well uh i I've, i did a review on star trek bridge commander on there before mm-hmm. on your site and uh I did not. I was wanting to buy a legit copy of that game, and I go to look up Activision's website, and there's nothing there for it. I'm like, why is there no? You know, why is this not there? Because they made it, they published it, and then I found out a few months ago because GOG started putting some Star Trek games on their website. I was like, hell yeah! And uh, I was looking up about you know all the games that had been released that weren't you know Activision because other companies have done it. And it turned out what it was is Activision had some publishing rights, but then just all of a sudden when they like had a Star Trek Elite Force 2 or whatever, which was like uh, a first-person shooter, mm-hmm. they immediately like put out like a press release basically saying that they held Paramount or Viacom or whatever in breach of contract, basically saying – basically they just said, you guys – are not exploiting the IP like you said you would. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about this a few years ago, actually. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this has been a long time ago, actually. This is before I even I had a computer, I think. And uh, But he, they were like, you, you let the IP go to shit. You're not exploiting it. Your movies are crap. You, you don't have a TV show anymore. You have a TV show that's doing poorly. That's really, just... fun. that's really funny that, like, the people that licensed to, you know... To, yeah. to make the video games are trying to sue the creators for not having material out. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure they were <laughs> suing them so much, but they were just basically saying we won't, we don't want to like make any more games or something. And you know, they wanted to, you know, I guess they settled out of court or whatever, whatever it was they were trying to accomplish. But it's like they ex- they use that word a lot, exploit. Yeah. And I'm like. And it's like, you know, again, today, it's the same thing with fucking Call of Duty and everything else they've done. Guitar Hero, you know, it's you like... You drive it into the ground until its corpse is battered in blue, and then... Pretty much. And then milk guess, it a bit more. Yeah, it's then, like Joe Pesci at the end of Casino. Basically, yeah. It's like, ow. But yeah, it's just, it's sad, because I'd like... It'd be better if there were just fewer games that were good. Not, you know, and that's... If you look at, like, the, the, the PC side of it, you know, it's like... The Call of Duty 4, it's not, like, super popular, but it's still a healthy fan base there. People playing it and modding it and having fun with it. And, you know, the community is able to control, you know, the hackers and what they can or can't do. And, you know, and basically Activision doesn't allow for that. They're just like, you know, we have this Call of Duty life cycle. And if we don't, you know, you know, throw it out for a year and then, you know, just abandon it and then throw out the next one, you know, it's just... It's really sad. It's a shitty way to do things. I think it's kind of 
it's pretty much like a microcosm of everything that's wrong with the game industry today anyway. <clears throat> well, I mean, most people in the video game business aren't in the video game business to make video games. They're in video games to make business. Yeah, I mean, I think you're... Well said. I mean, I think it's, usually people say, you know, you go into business to make money, but I think the that's the wrong way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it would be like, you go into business to make customers, you know, and making money is a good byproduct of doing good business. And, you know, I think that's, that kind of shows a mindset with, you know, how some of these businesses operate. And I'm not faulting people for making money, but they need to kind of, you know not try to shit on their customers so much i, I used, think i used to have like hope like you once <laughs> i remember I how s- that feels yeah well i think <laughs> lately though you have seen like backlash i mean you look what happened with arkham knight uh see what happened with like uh, them trying to sell mods on steam that blew up in her faces horrifically Fantastic. and rightfully so yeah it was you know it's like oh <laughs> over the rubicon i think and uh I remember just seeing images from that new Batman game and just being like, there's some kind of at, like default aesthetic for AAA games right now that just really, really repels me. Just like, I guess, I guess it's like the whole um, GUI and heads-up display thing. Yeah. The big checklists of quests and all that jazz. Yeah. I just, I just look at it and it's just like, oh, this just looks... Yeah, I can see that. I someone said it's that. like Someone said it's like having a phone on all the time. Ugh. It's like but it's while like you're a, playing a video game. It's like always like having a list of all the homework you've got to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Oof. I will say Arkham Knight's pretty cool just from what I've seen my friend play of it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I, I just kind of lost. Like, I remember playing the first one a while back um, when it came out, um, and I was a lot younger, but um, none of the ones after that looked particularly my speed. Arkham City's all right. I've been playing on the PC. Yeah, PC. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I will, you know, I hate to say it, but I think I have become like the... I have adopted the Ubermensch PC Master Race mindset to a degree. Oh, the, the, that joke is so bad, though. I know. It is so bad. Just, just, yeah, just playing PC games is great. Just that joke yeah. is... No, no, no. Trashy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I say it in jest, but like... Uh, <clears throat> but I mean, you like having played a PS3... Uh, you, I can definitely tell a difference in performance and and just how things run. And when it's running right, if they didn't optimize it or whatever, then it runs like garbage, obviously. But uh, and then of course you just got games that are just shit to begin with. But uh, you definitely like feel a difference in performance. Like Resident Evil Five on the PS3, and then playing on like the PC, it's like damn. Well, there's a really big leap in terms of power, and Resident Evil Five was really 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 well optimized for the pc too oh really yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the better like ports uh, of the, uh you know of like the last five seven years or so you know yeah. that was like that was a hugely optimized game that that, that the, the pc version i'm pretty sure i think it lagged quite a bit uh behind the xbox 360 uh and ps3 versions and wow. I, I have the ps3 version and i've played through the yeah. ps3 version and it's fine it, yeah. does, it doesn't run at 60 frames a second, but it's still goddamn oh, gorgeous. Yeah. I've got it, too. And then I actually have it for comparison because I was like, I got it on sale on Steam. It's like, you know, having, you know, either work. It's in case one or the other fucks up, I have it either way. Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's uh, Resident Evil 6, so I have that. And, uh, the game's poop. For... <laughs> I have it for the PS3. <laughs> I have it for the PS3, and I have it for the PC, and it definitely runs better on the PC. 
Yeah, yeah I but mean, you can't shine a turret. Now you can have the, now you can have the optimized Resident Evil. Six I'm not experience. gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend that game and say it's good or great. I mean, it's not awful. I played worse, but what was funny is I was playing with a game with a friend of mine. His name was Justin, and he ain't from here, but uh, uh, he I got it on the PS3 a few years back, and he's like, oh, "We want to play it co-op together online." I'm like, all right, yeah. And we were on Skype, I think, or no, we were chatting on PSN, and. Uh, we're playing through that, and I wish if I had ever like done a let's play, I wish I'd have done that just for my reactions because I never <laughs> played the game. I was going into it blind, completely blind. And uh, we did Chris's first. I think we did it in chronological order. Chris's, and then I think Jake's, and then I think Leon's, and then Ada's last. Yeah. And we did Leon's, and at the end, at a hip of his campaign, towards the end of that, I'm like having like a fucking meltdown because I'm like that's not how fucking physics works it's like <laughs> that's not how this works you cannot take a guy a guy and turn him into a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex in, in like 30 seconds that just doesn't work oh well if you're gonna do that then you're gonna have to go back to Resident Evil 5 and say that there's no way Chris can punch a freaking boulder that's true I find that I find that even more plausible than what I just saw. In this is I, I, like when it comes to things like that in video games. I just go, eh, it's a video game. I played mm-hmm. the first Tomb Raider. I saw T Rex in the first level. I'm okay with this. I have those. I haven't played them yet. I really want to play Resident Evil Two. You never played two? Nope. I beat the first one like three years ago and loved it. Oh, did you, uh, you played the uh, remake or like the original? Original, original, or the director's cut, I guess. Yeah, you should, yeah, oh, you, should, you should play the direct. Or I'm sorry, you should play the remake. Now that's on Steam or uh, even a. Uh, I bet I'd love it. The one yeah, that you... just got released. I'm sure it'd be. Uh, yeah, it's on my wish list actually. Yeah, they they're gonna release zero. Uh, only reason I, only the only way I would get actually interested in that because I've played that. I had it on the GameCube. The uh, only reason I get interested for that is if they were to somehow have multiplayer, like have like co-op in it. If they could have co-op mm-hmm. on that. I would become way more interested in it because that. Would... I'm not sure how much the co-op stuff fits like the survival horror. Like after four, five and six aren't survival horror games, right? Yeah. So, really. but Resident Evil one and two are very different games. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they need to shoehorn that into it. Have you ever played Zero? No. It's a very interesting game. Like it's. It's it's like the older ones, but it's it did different things. Like because mm-hmm. I think it originally was supposed to be an N sixty four game. I remember seeing footage for it for that hardware, but then they moved it up to the GameCube. I think oh, smart and, move, <laughs> just like the <laughs> Animal Crossing game. I think yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that was actually released though in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, I know that. I learned something new. Um, but no, like uh it's weird because it's like you're playing as Rebecca and this is before Resident Evil 1 happens like I guess maybe a few hours before and there's like this whole other mansion or training facility or something you start out on the train then you wind up in this building and you can zap like you can hit a button and toggle between two characters her and this escaped convict and you sometimes you get split up another thing is there's no item boxes there's no item boxes at all, so you can just drop at will items anywhere. Guns, herbs, uh, key items, anything, anywhere. And it's a cool idea, but it's it's it, it could have been a little bit better implemented. And I think the game would have definitely benefited from having some kind of two-player. Like, it, I think two-player in the way that like the co-op worked on 5 and 6 could work just fine on that game. If they could put it in there. Or even <laughs> online. 
And I think that would make the game a lot more interesting because then that would might you could kind of split up and actually tackle the game differently. And if you didn't want to do that, you could just play it like normal, like intended. <clears throat> but I think that would be pretty interesting. If they even if they didn't do it, it'd be cool if they could mod it in to do that. Honestly, I wouldn't hold your breath on Capcom doing that. Yeah, they're these, they've these pretty like much pretty... Made, yeah they've pretty much made it clear that. They're out to make quick money on, yeah. you know, basically any, yeah. any quick cash grab thing they can do. If it's just like an HD remake, they are very much in the business of HD remakes now. Yeah, like, res- was it Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition? That just seems kind of... It's just like, what? Overkill. <laughs> well, they did Yeah. I guess they sort of added stuff in, but not really. Yeah, and, and they, it's they, like, they're doing, like, and you've got Sony doing fucking God of yeah. War 3 HD. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I have to say, it's kind of overkill. Well, no, it's fucked I up. I want to play Devil May Cry 1 and 3. Those yeah, are don't very play, good games. Don't play 2. You're not oh, yeah. Much. Everyone knows. What is so bad about 2? It's just... boring! Yeah, it, yeah, it's what she said. It's boring. It's there's literally nothing that happens of consequence in the story huh. anyway, and like the combat and like the level design, like everything about it is just. Boring. Is the combat different? It's no. it's only different in that basically they went and made the easiest game they could because yeah. it, uh-huh. it, it felt like they really wanted it to have mass appeal, and uh-huh. the first the first game was really freaking difficult. Yeah. So, like, I guess they focus-tested the shit out of Devil May Cry 2, and uh, you got, like, the most bland and generic piece of crap. There are cool ideas in that game that made it into the third game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. running and shit, but on the whole, the game's just really generic. It is extremely generic. Like, all the cool little foibles and little details that are in the first game, like with the interactive menus and shit, or, like, you know, animated menus, that's not there. The guns were called Ebony and Ivory. They're just called handguns in 2. Yeah. And I joked in the review that I did for it, it was like, this is probably going to be like a whole other, other game called like somebody's demonic adventure, that chick you can play as. Yeah. She has a separate disc, and I don't even know why, because, I mean, it's like the same game twice, but there's two discs, just one for her and one for him. It's like, that don't make no sense. Yeah, it's just, it's not a game that really feels like it fit the Devil May Cry mold at all. Oh my god. That is really... Yeah, yeah, that game's just extremely disappointing. Three, three is great. Three is probably one of the best action games. Period. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I know. Actually, I was just reading a review about that, or yeah, yesterday, wasn't it? The uh... oh God yeah, of, they have yeah, actually God updated of, the site that this yeah. podcast is on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could never get into God of War, and I, I can understand the appeal because I have a friend of mine that really loves that game, mm-hmm. those series, but it just it never did anything for me. I don't know, probably because it's just. I think the character, you know, I think I'd rather be Dante than Kratos, I guess, is what I would say. I can see at. that. I mean, it's just like, there are certain games that don't appeal to me, even though I like the genre, but, like, if I don't like a setting, it's going to be hard to get me to play. It's like, I I only picked up Dishonored recently because it was four ninety nine. <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm not super jazzed to go into it because the setting does not appeal to me at all. You're crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't think God of War offends me at all, except for... Uh, until you get to the sequels, like the first one, from what I understand of it, just the seems like game, a the first game fine mostly, thing. The, the first game's mostly tasteful, really. Like yeah. I, I didn't really find myself all that bothered mm-hmm. by anything. Like I, I, 
I really like that ending bit where he's like sitting on the throne and showing all the wars and stuff. Yeah, that's, I remember that's a really, digging that really, as a kid. It's a really cool way to wrap that first game up. Mm-hmm. And even if they had never gotten a sequel, it would have been a perfect little just end to the series. Exactly. But then, yeah, then it like he's just kind of awful for everything else. And then they like try to, and then they try to make to... redeem him in the yeah. third. Give him a, like a heroic sacrifice and... It just felt, it all seemed very unearned and lazy and lame. Yeah. It's also, like, there's that weird bit where it becomes, like, first person when you're killing Zeus, and it just, it's like, okay, so now you're pretentious, too. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, like, why, like, why make a character, like, this unlikable, you know? Like, like you can't go back from that. Like, the things that the dude, like, that the dude has purportedly done, you know, in the name of, you know, desperation and cowardice... You can't redeem yourself for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just really hard to buy into the idea of Kratos being any kind of like sympathetic figure. Yeah. His actions like make sense in the first game and everything and then after that it just seems like it just feels like um big a lot of noise. Yeah, it's just like it's it's there because well, we need It's sequels. so epic. We need sequels. Mhm. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, I, I, maybe I should talk about like how I came account like when I about like putting my computer together in case anyone's interested. In maybe trying to, you know, maybe build a gaming rig for the first time because it literally is the first time I built a gaming desktop was last year. It's like uh, so I did a lot of research. Oh, can you all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Uh, so last year I was like, you know, actually uh, late 2013, I was like, okay, I'm going to start planning and figuring out what I'm going to do to build this thing. And I did a shitload of research. That's probably the biggest thing I would say is the hurdle is like, you got to research, you got to learn a whole other, if you don't know fucking shit about computers, you're going to have to start learning a lot of different things. Like at the very least, you know, the graphics cards, manufacturers, you got NVIDIA and AMD, the CPU, same, they make CPUs as well. Computers got are to, complicated. Oh yeah. Uh, bad, bad. Yeah, it's not bad now that I know what I'm, you know, not I know what I know. I was saying saying that as someone who's majoring in computer science. Oh, computers are really complicated. Well, that part, yeah, the programming is. Uh, actually, so much time had passed when my friend helped me put it together. He's like, I don't know what some of this shit is because it's been that long since he put his together. <laughs> he was using like an SLI configuration for his uh, computer, and he had to like get rid of that because Rome Total War Two was like running for shit on it, mm. and. uh but like I got to like a, I was going to try to get like a new R9 or or an R7 Ah oh, fuck. See even I'm like still confused. Uh, an R7 260 or 270 something like that. Problem was back then last year that Bitcoin shit was still going really strong. It was like at its fucking apex right before it crashed. And Oh yeah, that's the card people use to mine Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh god, I remembered fucking Slow Beef's Twitter. Like people were trying to see like could they use like their Minecraft server to like store their coins or something. He's like, This won't ever stop being hilarious. It won't. It's the <laughs> stupidest thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, I fucking hate Bitcoin. I mean I I, I was in I didn't know shit about it, but now that I like you know, because it like jacked the prices of these cards that were supposed to be budget gaming cards. Yeah. Up, it's like, oh fuck you, fuck your fucking bitcoins. I had a, a fifty-five-year-old guy ask me, 
So, you know about computers, right? Do you think I should um, invest in this Bitcoin thing I've been hearing about? Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. John, I hope you were just, I hope you started hitting him over the head with a newspaper and going, no, no, Face, essentially. No. Anna, Anna was in the other room and she went, no. Oh, my God. They're yeah, tools. It, <laughs> yes, it was so lame. I would work for somebody that's going to school for that sort of thing. He's explaining me exactly how it's evangelists. To yeah, but yeah, he's like he's like I was gonna do that, but then it's like you know it became so over you know saturated. There was no point in doing it. Uh, but yeah, like you know learning the GPUs. I, first thing I bought was my RAM because back in late 2013, RAM was really expensive for some reason. And, uh, it uh, had a lot to do with um, 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 I want to say it was the uh, earthquake uh, in. Uh, no, wait, that was 2011. That was with uh, uh, hard drives. Never mind. I know that but there it, was a shortage because it had something to do with a natural disaster occurring somewhere. Uh, and that's where most of the RAM chips came from. Oh, ugh. But yeah, like, they had a sale on Newegg. So, like, I was able to get, like, an 8-stick gig of RAM, or an 8-gig stick of RAM for 60 or $70. That was literally the first thing Jesus. I bought. Yeah. Today, that shit's gone down in price, I've noticed. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think after that, when I got my tax return in the next year, I was like, okay. By then, I kind of figured out what I was going to get. So I got me a case. I got. I had to get that separate. I got a motherboard. I got the CPU, which was the 6300 AMD. I got a 500-watt power supply, an HD7770. That's AMD. I got an optical drive, a one-terabyte hard drive which i really wish i got in a bigger storage capacity because that's not enough uh let's see uh Just throw another one in yeah i'm lazy <laughs> uh let's see but yeah i got all that and got it to my friends and put it together ran into a slight sna uh, snag because he hadn't done it in so long he wasn't familiar with some of the new stuff they'd done and so then i finally was able to figure out what i'd missed and got it running the, uh, like a few days later. Mm -hmm. I'd been busy at work. And got Windows 7 loaded up. And I was good. And the initial hurdle is kind of hard. But there's a guy I uh, use. Uh, I'm subscribed to on YouTube. His name's Cult of Mush. Mm -hmm. And he was like a console gamer. And then he got into PC gaming. And he puts up these guides about how to like put certain computer rigs together within a certain budget range and it'll list all the parts you need and stuff and it'll list how much they cost and where to link to and all that and that's very useful and it doesn't that's and he'll have like like little handy help and tip kind of guides about like you know you know do you need this or whatever you how much how much of like uh should you spend on a graphics card or you know depending on what you what your preferences are and stuff like that it's pretty helpful and i i based most of my decisions off of a lot of his stuff because i watched a lot of his videos and like well maybe this and this and then it's like well i kind of future proof my computer a bit but i think i'll probably upgrade the graphics card in a few months to like a gtx 6 or 960 because mm -hmm. otherwise if i go any higher than that with any other kind of card either way i'll probably have to replace the power supply yeah, yeah. so but i think for that in my hd 7770 we're on the witcher 3 not great but it'll run it which you know if you know you're trying to run Arkham Knight right now, I'm sure 
luck. Good l- well, good yeah. luck, you know, on yeah. any configuration, really. Yeah, it's like, but, you know, I do like CD, CD Projekt Red seems to at least optimize their shit. So there's that. And I'm actually surprised at my HD 7070, what 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 it'll run. Only thing, only stag I ran into was, like, Revelations 2. And, you know, I mean, you can chew out Resident Evil 6 all you want, but it ran fine on the PC, as far as I, you know, have seen. And that's what blew my mind, is because this was, like, a more of a budget game, mm-hmm. and it ran like shit. And I was like, what is bullshit? It's, you know... <laughs> it's It's got a lot to do with just, you know, the, the amount of priority put on yeah. who's doing the PC port. Like, if, they're, if the port's being done in-house, or where they're shipping it out to a port company... Uh, it's just a lot of, and you're starting to hear a lot more about like outsource porting uh, in the oh, wake yeah. of the uh, in the wake of the Arkham Knight stuff. So Ugh. yeah, it's pretty awful. And you would think, you know, but I, 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 at the same time though, I think you can see that it is boomeranging, boomeranging. Excuse me, boomeranging. boomeranging. It is boomerang. Like if you remember, like you know, way back when the PS3 and 360 and all that came out, everyone was trying to migrate away from PC to console. Now it seems like they're starting to migrate back, or you're at least starting to see other people adopt the PC platforms. That there's like a void there that's waiting to be filled. Well, I think it's just because the value of consoles has kind of just dropped significantly. Like everything, more and more these days is either cross-platform, and, and there's not a lot of exclusive content to really want to buy a console for. Yeah. And you have this, like, and especially guys like good old games now, which I'm a big fan of, they make all these older games that would normally be a complete bitch to run a modern operating system. They, they, they make it to where you, it's almost hassle-free. So now you can go back and play this huge, long line of games that you may never have been able to play otherwise or may have missed out on. Like you missed out on, like, a Genesis or a SNES, and now that's oh, it's available to you. Right. That's really neat. Like, I've tried to play, like, uh, Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition, and that's been very interesting, because I've had to learn how the fuck Dungeons & Dragons work. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's fun. It's like, this is so complicated. Armor class! Roll for initiative! <laughs> yeah, magic missile, and it's like, Jesus, just let me let me just hit something with my fucking sword. I think that might be more straight. I bought um, uh, this game that's kind of, like, supposed to be Fiasco. It's supposed to be like a Coen Brothers y, um, just dice only role playing game. I just need to get some dice <laughs> that I can maybe try to play that. Don't forget your Crown Royal bag. Everybody keeps their dice in a Crown Royal bag for some gotcha. reason. Gotcha. I think I've been keeping them in Ziploc bags. <laughs> nah, dog. You gotta get that perp. Cool. Yeah, PC game has definitely been very. It's been pretty cool. Now, I'm not too big on Steam. I have them. I use them, but I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not very big fans of them. They're okay, but I, if I can get something on GOG, I'll get it off of them. Because then it's actually like there's no DRM. There's no bullshit. And if I want to let someone try a game out, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, oh, that, that's cool. But yeah, you know, seems kind of seems kind of evil. Yeah. I mean, I just. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I don't hate them. But it's just, you know, I don't, you know, I have no illusions about what they're about. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the same time, like, if you want to point to one company that helped the Steam revolution, or not the Steam, the, the, the PC, PC yeah, revolution. If you to, yeah, if you want to talk about somebody that really yeah. actually pushed it, you know, the like, PC mm-hmm. back and why you've got a lot more preference and a lot of priority on the PC, 
they really are yeah. what have I use it. Steam whenever I can, basically, including like when it's on itch.io or GOG. <laughs> I'll buy it on Steam because it's convenient. Have you seen yeah. that Sonic image that's like there is no ethical consumption under yeah. capitalism? <laughs> so yeah, Steam's evil. I use Steam a lot. But no, like I'm not, like I said, I'm 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 not really hating on them. It's just more like like I said, if I have the option, I'll take GOG. Yeah. But it's nice know, that I, there's competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Itch.io is great. Oh, yeah. it's great. Shit. Okay, I, I I think I've talked enough about PC gaming. What? What? What's? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about something else. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, went to the movies. You went to the movies. Actually, yeah, I went what? and saw. I've actually seen the movies more, like in two or three months. I've seen the last two or three years. So you saw Avengers, saw Mad Max, and I saw Jurassic World. Uh oh. Two out of three ain't bad. Jurassic World wasn't all right. wasn't bad. I mean, uh, I ha- oh, sorry. I haven't actually seen it. John hated it though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he mentioned that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You said on the forums you didn't care for it. Uh, I've seen it twice actually. First time I went with some of my family to see it, and then the second time I went with a friend of mine because he hadn't seen it yet and we watched. I actually liked it more the second time I did the first. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. Which I, did you see twice? Avengers? No, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Ah, pay attention. I think that John. movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that on the forums. <laughs> I think it's an evil movie. <laughs> it's all. I right. really hated it. It's okay. It's, I, I've seen way. I've seen way more offensive films. Ugh, probably, seen, yeah. There are probably some that exist. Yeah, I've seen Cloverfield. So that's a movie you get me on. I'll never. Stop. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that. No, no, let's not no. do that. No. But yeah, so Mad Max was awesome. That's probably the best movie out of the three I've seen, though. Hands I, down. I don't think you're going to find anybody that'll disagree with you on that. Yeah. yeah I, I, think, I think the fact that Jurassic World came out after Mad Max makes yeah. all of its myriad sins that much more obvious. Yeah, I could see that. Like, as a shitty well, action movie and gender politics stuff and just as a shitty story. Yeah. But like, uh,. But yeah, I was, I was, I was, I didn't know that Mad Max was being made by the same guy who made the old movies. I've seen them all. That's really up. crazy. I love that. Yeah, yeah like, I love it, it, it turned out great. It's like the fucking opposite of like George Lucas. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they turned out. I mean, they turned out better in some way. The new one turned out like better yeah. in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched like Red Letter Media, but one of them was like, "This is like the best Mad Max movie." I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. I really like Road Warrior and Mad Max, and you will not get me to say a positive thing about Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I haven't seen, so wouldn't would be. It's all right, but it's not great. It's, it's definitely just, the it's weakest. so it's, Hollywood. Yeah, it's the weakest yeah. link, if you will. The I haven't. Movie's good. Oh, I can't imagine like a Hollywoody Mad Max. Oh God, it's terrible. If you've <laughs> seen, I mean, if you've never seen the Road Warrior, I would say that Fury Road is the closest to that like if, out of the three movies because like the first the first like, one was like kind of weird and very like lots of plot and stuff mm-hmm. and then this road warrior is like okay this yeah. is ha- this is what things are <laughs> this is what you want to do now let's have this trying to do this for the whole movie and it's very simple and straightforward and then fury road is just like that yeah yeah there's, there's some interesting very there's a guy there's a guy I follow on YouTube called uh, Good Bad Flicks. I think he got picked up on the Escapist not too long ago, actually. 
but uh he does like a bunch of like he'll do reviews about movies that are like low-key or under the radar just and mm-hmm. uh, talks about their development and stuff like that and he was talking about the original mad max since the new one had come out and Ooh. uh he was talking about all the background about how that movie got made. Basically, back in that time period, Australia had a really, well, you know how fucked Australia's like ratings is. For oh gaming. yeah, already. Well, it yeah. was like like it was like that for movies back then, and eventually they were able to kind of get the restrictions lifted so they could actually make movies that were worth a shit. Yeah. And that's when the guy who made the movie, George Miller, I guess, uh, he was an emergency a room. Uh, he was a doctor, I think. He worked in an emergency room. And he'd seen, you know, the results of, like, you know, car accidents and shit. And so that kind of inspired him to make a post-apocalyptic movie with this driving uh, focus. And when he made it, he saved his money up. He he saved up, like, almost over a quarter of a million dollars. And uh, he he made this movie, and, you know, they were, you know, just doing it by the seat of their pants and they would be like getting real bikers from like real biker gangs like the hell's angels and god knows what else <laughs> to come in and and be extras or you know film scenes and stuff and they yep. they were you know on such the seat of their pants they'd be paying them like really dirt cheap or they just pay them in beer pay them in beer <laughs> that's all you've got to do yeah it's like that is awesome <laughs> it's like it's like the that's amazing and you know it worked it turned out like good and then you had a sequel and they were talking about how it kind of got botched the original film kind of got botched and mishandled over here in the states Mm. and you know but then when the road warrior comes out you know because they botched they couldn't call it mad max 2 like they did in australia to call it that yeah Mm -hmm. i wonder if there's something funky like we watched the first mad max as like a family and like everyone just halfway through is just like what what is this movie exactly and just got really put off i don't know I, I didn't watch it recently enough to know, like, have positive, any feelings on it, really. But I know that I enjoyed The Road Warrior. No, The Road Warrior is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably the best of the three I say. My personal favorite, anyway. But Fury Road, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like that. It's That's probably why I liked it so much, is it's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, ah, that was such a good movie. I mean, and it just, I don't know. I, only, the only problem I think I had is I had to warm up to Tom Hardy. Because I'm so huh. fixated on Mel Gibson. But, I mean, the thing is, I, although I wonder if how much that was chalked up to me having to see it in 3D. Because the local huh. theater I went and saw it in was 3D only. But uh-huh. Tom Hardy, you know, I, once I warmed up to him, I liked him a lot. And, you know, his foibles and mannerisms are very similar to how it was with Mel Gibson in the older films. It's like mm-hmm. I bought, eventually I bought, it's like, yeah, yeah, this is Max. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things yeah. you just got to get used to, I guess. It's almost like maybe treat it like James Bond where it's like, you know, every so often they change James Bond. It's just a name. It's not a man, basically. I feel like in 2015, having the main character not be Mel Gibson is more of a positive selling point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that they couldn't have. No, that would have just been a death sentence for that movie that's already probably pretty weird and niche. I wasn't, I wasn't pining for Mel Gibson back. I was just saying, you uh, know, I had to kind of get used to, you know, it not being Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. But I really like uh, Tom Hardy in that. He was so... Like, I don't know how much I've seen Tom Hardy and other stuff. The only thing I remembered him in was um, the third Batman movie where he didn't yeah. really make much of an impression on me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, he's buried behind a mask the whole time. He's great at wearing masks. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. great at wearing masks. Yeah, it's like, it's a, I couldn't even recognize the guy. I didn't know he was fucking Shinzon in fucking Star Trek Nemesis. Mm-hmm. I have a person on Twitter, I follow on Twitter named Lindsay Ellis who's just been like, crushing on 
um, Tom Hardy since seeing uh, Mad Max. So she just like went through his whole filmography and has been posting gifts of Tom Hardy for like several months. She's from like Johnson City, isn't she? I don't know. She like I think she's like twenty minutes from where I live, or like originally. (laughs) Yeah. So So, yeah, I've had a lot of Tom Hardy exposure, and I'm just kind of very enthusiastic about him. Just in um, from uh, osmosing these enthusiasm, this enthusiasm. But yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, I guess I had to warm up to him. And it's not because of him. It's just more like, you know, like I said, used to seeing Mel Gibson, you have to, you know, kind of get over that. Mm-hmm. And well, it's not even the main character, is he? Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, like they were saying in Red Letter Media when they reviewed the movie. It is, yeah, he's, he's kind of like a means to explore the world. You know, yeah. you fall on, on the journey. He just kind of mm-hmm. gets roped up in this. And he's just trying to get the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I think Furiosa is like definitely the main character. It's sort of like a Titus Una thing. Yeah, Mad Max is just like Final Fantasy X. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what he feels like? He kind of feels like the player character in a video game yeah. who doesn't yeah. talk. You're just the but, cipher for you yeah. Know. He's yeah. getting shit done, but like the story is revolving around yeah. this character who kind of barks orders at you. Yeah, I remember hearing that there was like four. He has like what fourteen lines in the Road Warrior. Is it something really that small, or does he have more than yeah, that? Yeah, he doesn't say that much. And cool. actually, in general, no one says that much. Like, they were focusing on trying to be more minimalistic, yeah. I guess you could say. More of, like, more, like, actually just conveying everything through the uh, cinema or through the, you know, the, the uh, filmography. It's a uh, film. Yeah. yeah it's not a visual. Just, it's such a visual movie. Yeah, like that it. scene, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, where where, like, him and the gyro captain are watching the refinery being attacked, you know, and they don't speak, and, it, and they're watching through, you know, what, everything happening, you know, reacting to it, you know, you don't need to say nothing, you can just see it on their face, like, holy shit. It's just, you know, yeah, it's sick. And it's just funny, because a lot of action movies these days are just shit, you know, if, if you even see any action movies, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I, Jurassic World's all right, and Avengers is all right. I, like I watched Avengers. watching Mad Max and then Super Cop. It was oh, just yeah. like, I it was just like okay, not, and then it seemed like uh, movies after that. Uh, we had the option to go see Terminator Genesis. My dad offered to take it to see it <laughs> for free, and Anna and I looked at each other and just went, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we just yeah. got out of Jurassic World. We didn't need. We just realized we didn't have to go see the new shitty Terminator movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, I can't believe. Hello? I I have to see the new shitty Terminator movie. (laughs) It has Amelia Clark in it, which, Uh, that's that Game of Thrones that everyone watches. My friend friend watches that, and he showed me a few clips of that. I'm like, I might watch it sometime, but I don't know. It's just, it's something, I'm not sure. It's just something about that show where it's like... I don't know if I really want to get into that. I, I would come it's, away it's feeling sort of like a trashy fantasy show. Like there's a lot of those kind of trashy period shows. Yeah. And then Game of Thrones is sort of like that, but like on HBO and kind yeah. of better. But still, it's that. And Anna and I watched a season and we were like, okay, we think we've had our fill. But yeah, like, uh... but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's funny. I watched, we, we saw Avengers first because obviously that came out first. Mm-hmm. And I liked that movie quite a bit i mean well i liked it all right and i because i saw the first one because i didn't i'm not big into comic books and my friend you know we were watching all these comic movies he's bringing me up to speed you know with all of these because they all tie in together with the first you know avengers 
And, you know, it's like these are actually pretty well handled, and I like that. And, you know, they're, they're doing a pretty good job. But what shocked me was, like, with Thor, like, we're looking up who's making this. I'm like, fucking Kenneth Branagh is, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a fucking Shakespearean trained actor. I'm like, And then you watch Thor and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. A lot, everyone's evo- evoking, like, emoting, like, it's a Shakespeare movie. Yeah. That's how they get to the real world. It's great. It's like, Jesus. And then they had fucking JMS show up in a cameo, which was like, I know who the fuck that is. They, um, and then Iron Man 3 was um, directed by Shane Black, who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, wait, Shane Black? You mean the guy got fucking killed in Predator? No, I mean the director... Am I, am I speaking the right name? Shane Black? Oh, but there was um, a Shane Black that was a writer, and he was in Predator, and he helped write Predator, and he got killed in that movie. He was the one that said... He was the one that was making the awful jokes, and then he was the first one to die. Well, naturally, I'm already looking it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, he, <laughs> uh, he wrote... Um, he worked on... He worked as Hawkins. Uh, he played Hawkins on Predator and probably died and was an uncredited <laughs> writer of the movie. But oh, no, he, that's that's a pretty weird – that's a pretty funny thing to associate with Shane Black, but he did a lot of cool movies. Oh, that's cool. And then he did Iron Man 3, which makes perfect sense. Was that any good? Because I'm not seeing that. Iron Man 3 is fucking great. That movie's okay. amazing. Because I've not seen – I've seen one and two, but I'm not – I went to see one in the theaters and I was like – I think it was the first comic one I went to movies and see. I was like – well, this is, you know, I don't know how this is going to be. And it actually wound up being fucking great. I was like, God, this is good. You know? Anna and, and I fucking just love the Marvel movies. Yeah. I think the Mad Max I do like more because it's more relatable. Like, with the first, with the Avengers, it is it is superheroes. And it's kind of, you know, you can't necessarily be a superhero, right? Right. But I can be a post-apocalyptic dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't relate more. I don't relate more to Max than I do like any of those characters. But I, I understand. I think, yeah. I think it's just that I, that like Mad Max is like this kind of. It's it's like a movie coming with this very specific pedigree, and it's trying to be this really good movie for like a niche, and it serves a very different purpose than any of the Marvel movies. I feel like Mad Max yeah. Fury Road is like a masterpiece yeah. type yeah. deal. I and, actually, and you can't really loud that onto the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, but it actually did pretty good. I think it did. It did pretty good in the theaters, didn't it? My, for, mad them, for them. Yeah, I so. certainly hope so. Uh, with the, with Avengers, my thing was like the first like phase of Marvel movies. There was this big crescendo building up to the first Avengers movie, and then the huge explosion. At, just at the end, it's just like this big triumphant succeeding and everything is built up to it and it all worked as like a big cohesive thing um avengers doesn't avengers 2 doesn't really feel like it's the climax of a big crescendo it just kind of feels like its own little thing yeah yeah um, i can see that i think the avenger the first avengers is my favorite of the bunch it's like you had your watershed moment and it's kind Uh of it's kind of hard to have that again yeah yeah Yeah, avengers 2 feels like it's more setting up civil war now yeah so i'm completely i'm like oh god i'm lost (laughs) well we just we don't know anything about the comics but ann and i have read seen all the movies and um we've watched like both of the tv shows now oh Oh, i've read agents of shield is cool does anyone watch that gotham show oh whatever (laughs) i was kind of wondering because it's like this is a show about like I'm like what the fuck is this about, and it's like oh it's like before 
when when Bruce Wayne was a kid, and then like I guess they're trying to establish <laughs> villains, and, uh. and it's <laughs> but it's like I'm looking at the actors. I'm like, what the fuck? There's like people in here I like. It's like Sean Pertwee's Alfred. Mm-hmm. And if you know if if Fresno ever listens to this, he knows who that is because that's the son of the actor. It's John Pertwee, and that's the third Doctor from Doctor uh, Way okay. back in the day, <laughs> back when I had to watch PBS. <laughs> it's like, uh, we didn't have fucking cable up in here, man. You, you just don't know what it's like. It's just, oh. It's like when we had a blizzard back in, like, 97 is when they fucking installed cable where we lived. Because all the power lines got ripped down, so they had to fucking go in. They're like, well, we're already putting your your power lines back up, so I guess we'll just put cable in while we're at it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't watch a lot of TV, though, that's for sure. I don't think anybody on this podcast does. I mean, I was even joking about Netflix earlier. It's like, well, if I watch, I get a free month of Netflix, I'll watch some reruns of Star Trek, and then I'm done. <laughs> There's nothing else to watch. You know, because if they had Babylon 5 on there, which I have on DVD, but... If and they had I have Netflix, and we Netflix a lot, so... Every now and then, we'll get sucked into a new TV show and just... They do have anime on it. there, yeah. Oh, yeah. And sometimes anime, sometimes Western cartoons, sometimes live action shows like Agents of Shield. But uh, we, yeah, we get sucked into TV pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. I was hoping to have Kanan finish before we did this to talk about it, but unfortunately, I had to fucking come into like someone called into work, like yeah, uh-huh. yesterday, and then because of my day off, but I had to come in, and then the day was bonkers. So by the time I got, I was like, well, I got time to do shit except clean up and get ready for this. So, uh, I've watched, like, uh, six episodes of it. And it's actually pretty cool. I like it. Thank you for recommending that. I like it. I think it's one of those... I think it's an underrated little gym. I don't think it's going to win any prize for greatest thing ever. But it is yeah. definitely... It's like it's a great little summer show to watch. It's definitely, a, it's definitely like, attention to detail. Because that chick's using a fucking 5.7. <laughs> it's like, I know what that is. Yeah, Ooh. that's you, you'll find a lot of shows... Uh, kind of go in with their ballistics though I, like, I find that that's pretty common in a lot of the shows that I've seen yeah I didn't know that that's like you know uh, what is it oh, fuck. reminds me of Gunslinger Girl yeah definitely like, all, of their, all of their guns were uh, like, real gun yeah those were tailored after the real thing and in every Gosh. scene that you see a gun like it's got like the craziest amount of detail what a strange show what a strange like restrained show i know what is that's that's a weird one i went into that with very different expectations (laughs) (laughs) i think we all did is uh black lagoon good with gun details as well Eh. oh really kinda kinda it's it's it's, it seems a little more wishy-washy huh anna and i watched little witch academia Ooh. Reed recommended that like two years ago, and then yeah. I was like, "Hey, I should try watching this." And then two years later, we did, and it was amazing. It was charming as balls. Yep. That's <laughs> uh, by, shit. yeah, that's by Trigger. So it's this show they made before, like Kill a Kill and After Gurren Lagann, and it kind of, in since it's only twenty minutes long, it does a lot. It does a whole lot and captures a lot of what makes those shows good without, and then avoids a lot of the stuff that kind of is fucky about them. It's a really nice little thing. Alright, what else are you doing? Everything. Everything. You're doing everything! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is... This is, uh... 
I'm trying to think, what else for the fuck have I watched? Because I was watching some anime. It's just mm-hmm. I had so much shit going on. It's Don't worry. Always... You said the the last thing on your list was Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess really want to play. I really want to get Monster Hunter Four on the 3DS. That game have looks you bad as hell. Talked about that at all? Uh, yeah, we had um, uh, Eric. Uh, Eric of twitch.tv slash Eric's Joystick uh, was, uh, was on uh, back in February or early March, and uh, he seemed to be really enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. So I played it, like, I'm not, like, I didn't play it when it first came out, because I think they actually had, like, a beta or something. Yeah. And uh, That's my, friend Marcus, my friend Marcus, he got me to try it out, because he had it. And that's when I played it, and I think that's around the same time I had a laptop, and and I'd played World of Warcraft at that time when it not when it first came out, but around the time it first came out, mm. when it was really really. Ugh. Uh, well, actually, it's always kind of, but we won't go there. Uh, I eventually, I think I played World of Warcraft for like seven months solid, mm. straight, not like all together, but like you know, just over a period of time. And eventually, I was like, ah, this is like fucking with my life. I gotta stop playing this game. And I quit. Mm-hmm. And, I like and, games that you can finish. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I would like games like that more if they were offline, because then you and you didn't have to play a fucking subscription fee. Because then you weren't, you know, you're not gonna feel like compelled to play it constantly. But oh, uh, yeah, I never even thought of that. Like having paying fifteen bucks a month for something makes you feel like guilted into playing yeah. into actually playing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's really kind of sinister. <laughs> Never yeah, really considered that. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's really that's that's why I don't really play games like that anymore. But uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Monster Hunter but, though. Yeah, Monster Hunter <laughs> was different because it had kind of like some of the bells and whistles of that without all the bullshit. There was no subscription fee. Of course, the servers are gone now, you know, because it was a PS2 game. But uh, even the offline mode. It, it, the thing is, the first game is such an unpolished rough around the edges kind of game oh like, i can't stand those i mean it, i mean yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna bullshit you here man uh i was kidding but, <laughs> but no 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 it's like but i mean the, there was a guide for this game like it was like a brady games guide or something i i can't remember if someone gave it to me or what but there's a game facts fact for monster hunter for that guide that is longer than that guide listing all the fucking errors that guy oh. made. <laughs> okay, I'm not even joking. Aww. I'm not even joking. Weird. Uh, That's yeah. pretty funny, though. Yeah, it yeah, is. It is. Yes. Uh, yeah, but th- there was just so many things wrong with that game or just, you know, just really, like, vague, obtuse shit. And it's like, you know, and then when I got... Oh, the, I hate that, too. Yeah, literally, the <laughs> PSP... The the, literally, when I got the PS... When I got a PSP, it was, was for Monster Hunter. That's what made me get a PSP was for Monster Hunter. It was the shitty 1000 model. And I've had every version of that damn system. I had 1000, 2000, and 3000. Because of Monster Hunter? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so but, wait, wait. All right, let me try to nail down the appeal of this for me with Monster Hunter that yeah. makes me want to get into it. It's basically just a game where you collect items to build up, make new make yourself stronger... Yeah. And go to so that you can go and kill monsters, and yeah. the monsters are like pretty advanced little pattern-based boss fights a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's the whole game is that you just get stronger, fight bigger monsters, get stronger, fight bigger monsters, and fighting monsters gives you the materials to get stronger. 
and the bosses hey. themselves are like intense little Dark Soulsy action challenges. Yeah, my friend. Uh, my that friend, sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, my friend summarized it in a way that I didn't understand at the time, but looking back on it, I do. My friend Marcus is a big fucking fighting game fanatic, and he's like, Monster Hunter is a fighting game in an arena, and that is what it is. Looking yeah, I, I played King of Fighters last yeah. last podcast, and I was like, this reminds me of Dark Souls. So, but kind yeah, of go like, both ways there. But yeah, like. Yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't play a lot of fighting games because I suck at them. I'm not gonna lie. And he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm amazed you don't like fighting games because you like Monster Hunter. But like, yeah, Monster Hunter is very much about like the gear helps, but it doesn't win the game. It doesn't win anything for you. It doesn't hold your hand. You have to learn. You have mm-hmm. to understand why things are the way that they are, and then you have to, you know, use strategy. There's, there's definitely ways. It's an action most- game over an RP, not over an RPG. Yeah, there's RPG elements, but it's more of an action game. And mm-hmm. it's like, there are definitely multiple ways you can tackle something. And the thing is, once you know how everything works, you can then figure out how to fucking brute force your way through things. And, awesome. and you know, kind of like use little tricks and things to get around situations. And it's kind of hard. To, I could explain all the little subtle nuances all no. evening, which I'm not going to do that. But like, you know... I will say, if you want to get into Monster Hunter, get the PSP versions, and or uh, there's PlayStation Vita or uh, Vita TV. I'm pretty sure you can play Unite on Vita TV. Uh, Freedom One is all right. Freedom One is basically like a port of Monster Hunter G, which is like the expansion to the first game in Japan, and that had a shitload. There's probably there are so many different Monster Hunter iterations and titles. It's like the Street Fighter yeah. stuff, so. We can yeah, probably like, just glaze over that. Oh yeah, but yeah, like there's a, the, the 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 PSP version or G or whatever made such a shitload of like improvements and just things where you're like, oh god, I can't believe you know I did without this for so long because I was just fucking fumbling in the dark before. But like, like all your armor has a skill rating setting. You never saw that on the original game, so you didn't know what the fuck any of this shit meant or how where it came from. Whereas on, like, G, all of a sudden, it's like, there's, like, oh, here's skill ratings, and when they add up to 10, they unlock something. You know, they do something for you, which you didn't see that on Monster Hunter. And they had those weird, funky armor combinations you could put on, and it would do things for you. You didn't make any sense, but you were like, where the fuck did this come from? But it was all hidden from you. You couldn't see it. So it kind of clarified things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, much more user-friendly. They did break the game on the PSP version by making sword and shield broken to the point where it's like the best weapon in the game. And Whatevs. yeah, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't complaining. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, after all the shit I went through the first game, I'm not complaining about it's not, it's not a fighting game where every build has yeah. to be balanced. It's still oh, an action no. game where you just pick the weapons you like and then make do with, well, make they balanced, do with them. They balanced it better in the sequels anyway. So it wasn't complaining. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm just like, gonna nab Monster Hunter Four for the 3DS because I have friends who have that game. So it's like, oh, I can play with you. After try, I can't help you much because that's when I fell off this wagon, uh-huh. basically. And that's you know because I'm not gonna get a Wii U for. I was willing to get a Wii for try. I'm not gonna get a Wii U for Ultimate, and I'm and I might <laughs> get a 2DS down the road. I love my three. I really love my 3DS now. Um, I didn't for when I first came out, but I really love it now. Oh, that's right. You like returned it. 
Oh, that was so dumb. I think I was still on the high of returning Skyward Sword and was like, had all this righteous indignation. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, fuck, fuck everything. And then I was like, actually, no, now there's so many cool games. If you, pl- if you play four, that might be a completely different beast than what I'm accustomed to. I might not be able to. I talked I talk to a friend. He said, no, this is still the same um, no, core okay. experience. Of, it's still the same. This is basically yeah. just a boss rush And this is John... Game. He loves not knowing things and figuring them out. So yeah, I mean, oh, that's cool. the, really. Here, here's the cool thing about Monster Hunter, as I understand it, is when you attack, you make the attack, and then you have to sit through the follow through animation, and you can't cancel out of it. Depends and, on the weapons you're using. There's okay. Kind of, you, you kind of, you, you can learn a little subtle nuances to abuse things. Cool. But that that is such a difference from a lot of how ga- action is approached in video games. Yeah are those follow-through animations and the way they make you commit to actions and think about what you're going to do, and it makes everything just so much more thoughtful. And yeah, I'm really yeah. excited about that in Monster Hunter. Also, yeah. hitting the enemies and having the blood come out when you're hitting them in the right places. Yeah, they didn't have that in the original game. I did that on the later ones, though. So I think that, they took yeah. it out for the American release. Like, it was yeah, too violent. I have to. Gee, that's like the first game I ever imported. Because at the time, we didn't think we were going to get it over here. And so I was like, well, fuck it. I, you know, I don't need to know Japanese. I just have to know, you know, remember what everything, where everything's at and what everything means. And that's it. <laughs> and I did fucking play that game Oof. in Japanese until they actually brought it over here. And I bought it for that. See Polly and Rhett playing Fantasy Star Universe. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm Well, at least it was worth it. If only they'd bring you uh, fucking Frontier over here, I'd play that. I'd play the, the only game I'd ever fucking play. But no. Of course cool. not. I had to put it's on the mo- fucking 360, the game that no one system that no one fucking plays in Japan. I guess Monster Hunter's cool. Yeah, but no, like I think the reason I fell off the bandwagon though with Try, and it's not because it was on the Wii or anything like that, but uh, the problem was that it wound up being too much like the original game. Like they went back and made the same mistakes that the original game made, and they had there was good things in Try that I liked. But they made some blunders that the original game made that they should not have made. Like, uh, a big one was when you're going online, they went back to having a uh, experience-based grinding system to move up ranks. Because, like, if you're not familiar how this works, my original game was you go online, and when you did quests, you got experience points, you got a hunter rank. And when you got enough points, you moved up the rank. And you went up, all the quests were on certain tiers. And the problem was twofold. Was one, you had to fucking level grind, basically. And then once you hit a certain rank, then you could unlock an urgent quest. But you had to do certain quests to unlock that urgent quest. And the problem was on the first game was that not all the quests would pop up all at once. You'd have to be randomized. So you'd have to kind of. Refresh. I definitely lost. Tra- I lost track of that. <laughs> not, not, I don't think any of us have played the Monster Hunter game, so it's kind of yeah. hard to follow the new, oh, really okay, nuanced okay. stuff like that. Well, it's it's more like okay, okay. It's basically just a list of quests. It's it's, it's like a like you just it's like a list. It goes left and right. You just go left, right, and it's like a it's like a papers basically. It's like you know tearing paper off a bulletin board kind of, and it's like you just go left or right, and you pick a quest. The problem was is that not all of them would be up there at once. Like there'd be like, say there's like a, for each tier, there's 20 quests, but only 10 would show up at a time, let's say. 
and it would be randomized. And you had to do certain quests. You didn't have to do them all, but you had to do certain quests in order to trigger the urgent quest on top of fucking ranking up. And, you know, you had to kind of make those, you know, you had to keep playing until it, you know, those quests showed up and did them. And, yeah, it's retarded. Now, the, the PSP games fixed all that shit. They didn't do any of that. It was, every, you know, all the quests unlocked, you know, and once they were unlocked, they stayed on there. You didn't have to fuck around or anything. And they didn't have the level grinding shit either. If you could do all those certain quests to unlock the urgent quest, you didn't have to do any level grinding shit. And so if you knew what you were doing, you could just blitz right through all the quests until, you know, you know, you you, you wanted to slow down or whatever. But the original game wasn't like that. And Try went back to doing that. Not gotcha. with the randomized not with randomizing quests, but with level grinding and shit, which I did not like. Because the reason was for that was because there was just wasn't as much content compared to like Unite. Unite is, like, huge. There's so much in the game. There's so many monsters. There's so much they added. Even Freedom 2, which is what uh, United's expanding off upon, had so much shit in it compared to Try. Now, Ultimate, I'm sure, added a lot more in. A lot of the stuff they added in was just stuff from that's from the existing games, from Frontier, from uh, uh, Unite, or uh, uh, Freedom 2, or whatever. Uh but also weapon classes. They didn't have as many weapon types in uh, Try. They didn't have hunting horns. They didn't have... Am I putting people to sleep? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I'm, I'm kind of... To... And uh, thank you very much for uh, that, <laughs> I appreciate it. I, know, I now know more about Monster Hunter than I knew before. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> Drunk little kitty, you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Rat, Mister America, how's Hi. it going? Good. You doing? You doing? Still doing good over there? Uh, a little groggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've got the tea. <laughs> I, I got wine. Monster Hunter for like an hour, and yeah, I played. Uh, I played. Uh, I played the Monster <laughs> Hunter for um, the beta thing, and I. I it just wasn't for me. Yeah, it's come away. I bet. I bet I can just get sucked in because just that Dark Soulsy combat is just so my jam. I yeah. love it. But, but, but anyway, but, but, but anyway, <laughs> before we go down that road again, I'm gonna I'm gonna slam the fucking brakes. <laughs> I love you, Vanner, but I'm no, gonna slam. Right. The, I'm gonna slam the brakes. It's what have you been playing lately, Reet? Are we are we doing that? Are we, yeah, we're I doing that. We're right oh. now. Okay, Re- go. Tell me if you've heard this one, an anime by Kyoto Animation. It's about four girls, or rather, the promo art shows four girls, and they're all holding musical instruments. <sighs> Polly, have you have you heard this one before? I've I've heard this one before, and if you're going where I think you're going, I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quit. I'm just gonna quit. You guys can host the rest of the show by yourselves. <laughs> I watched the anime Sound Euphonium, and what'd you say about me, fucker? <laughs> Euphonium. Euphonium. I like, I like musical instruments. I'm I like pretty fond I like of like them. classical music instruments. And we all know that I like them, and I play them very well, as you heard mm. at the top of the broadcast. Oh yes. <laughs> so this show is basically the anti-Kaon. 
What? It's like as in it's actually about music. It's actually well, it's not so much as there is music in it, and like the whole show is about them practicing and getting better for this big competition at the end. Mm-hmm. But there isn't like a ton of really nitty gritty musical stuff. Mm. But it's also not a slice of life. It's a drama, right? It's kind of like kind of like uh, Beck Mongolian. I was yeah. about to say, so it's kind of like Beck. Yeah, so it's about these high school girls who play in the concert band. And one of them plays Euphonium, which I have never heard of before this. But I'm sure their Google search rate is going way, way up now. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the girls plays contrabass, one of them's on tuba, yeah. and one, one plays trumpet. So it's just... I really like this show. It's like a drama set in something I can relate to, because I was in concert band in high school. You, yep. you poor man. I was in concert and so symphonic band in middle and high school. This sounds like it would be very nostalgic for me. Yeah. Like, there's an episode where they do the marching band stuff. Oh. And then the big competition at the end. And, like, it is surprisingly dramatic how much they kind of milk some stuff. Like, there's a big scuffle over who's going to play the trumpet solo and stuff. Ah, that sounds so fun! Yeah. But, like, some of the girls get very into it. Uh-oh. And, <laughs> and feelings yeah. are hurt. And then, and then, oh, it, yeah. turns, and then it turns into Higurashi. No, <laughs> It Not sounds true that. to life of the real of the concert band experience. Brings a new meaning yeah. to slice of life. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> but me, that means that somebody got murdered and there's blood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, just making sure that doesn't happen in this show. But uh, yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. Been thinking about it after finishing it for a few days. Just like man, I hope they make a second season. That's really nice. Yeah. So it's pleasant. I, it's pleasant. Yeah. Even if it's got those dramatic moments, it's rather pleasant. Yeah. Like, it kept... Mm-hmm. Every episode kind of ended on the cliffhanger, almost like, what's going to happen next? Oh, like, it's definitely... It. To love it when shows do that. But it's just like... Cool. I, I kind of expected something more slice of life, and it really is just this plot-driven thing of girls in high school. Even though that doesn't sound like it would be a drama. Well, it's like, even, like, like Manabi Straight which is a show that me and I yeah. have probably only heard of. Um, that's a show that like that really actually got me interested in the slice-of-life genre, and it ended up being a lot more dramatic and touching than I thought it would be. Yeah, I would and, definitely put this in the same category, kind of, as that. And Gradient Hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hitamari Sketch has all that melodrama, too. Very, those oh, but that is... That no. is played for comedy. Like, all of the melodrama in Hitamari Sketch is mostly played oh, for I comedy. Oh, I was kidding. I was just, like, thinking <laughs> of that. That's, like, the I'm most slice-of-lifey, slice-of-lifey, relax, yeah. um, relaxed yeah. show I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. That one makes all of others pointless because it's been done better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that show's magical. Yeah. Uh, and then I played some video games. What'd you do that yes. for? What'd you do that for? I don't know. Felt, kind of felt like it. You came so dumb, man. <laughs> So speaking of kind of feeling like playing something, I went back to Final Fantasy VII. Oh, wow. Woo! That's a game we've probably all heard of. Yeah. That cute little indie, good, that cute little <laughs> yeah, indie <that's>... darling. <laughs> yeah, v- VII Final Fantasy something from Japan. I don't know. Yeah. The, the guy's name is Cloud? Like, what is this? What? It's actually the seventh in a long-running series. They didn't all get released here either. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, why would you release three and then seven? Like, why would you just call it seven? That's so weird. That is you didn't Japan! Great. You didn't miss much with two. No. <laughs> we know. We know. Oh, two, the SNES game. I love that one. 
I'm sure mm-hmm. John. I'm sure John would love two oh, now. No, no, no. Two is like like um, it's like the pre pre precess, precessor to something like Final, to Final Fantasy Legend, where it's kind of bloated and ugly and bad about it, but it has a lot of those germs of ideas that would get refined in the masterful. Like a um, Game Boy entry. So. I think I think germs is kind of like one of the best <laughs> ways I like to describe John's taste in games. <laughs> so yeah, Final Fantasy VII. Obviously, they announced the remake recently, and then yeah, and I can see how like definitely you'd have an urge to try that again. I kind of yeah. did, especially hearing you talk about it. And then other stuff happened as well. There was a big retranslation patch released on PC in May. Oh, oh really? Wow. Damn, yes. I didn't hear about that. Some guy, like, spent, like, five years just going through absolutely everything. Oh, my like, God. To be as authentic as possible. That's... Damn. Okay, now I'm interested in yeah. like, installing and playing it again. Holy shit. Yeah. And then the Steam sale happened. I'm like, oh, I can grab it for cheap. This is This is perfect. perfect. <laughs> cool. But then oh, cool. I came really close to not doing it because... So Final Fantasy VII, known as a PlayStation 1 game, mm-hmm. it actually had a PC version, like, in 98. Yeah. And people have been modding it, like, the entire time. Yeah, they have. So, so when you go, you look, fall down the rabbit hole of Final Fantasy VII mods, it's crazy. Like, Advent Children character mods and stuff. and Like, like what? Widescreen what? support and, like, people trying to filter the backgrounds to make them look better and just like music. Geez. Like, reorchestral music remixes and stuff, like, there's a lot of lot of stuff. Yeah. But then, like, there's tutorials on how to, like, back convert the Steam version to the original PC version what? because all the mods require oh, it to be the original. No. So the good thing is I was so close to not doing it, and then I looked, and, like, this translation patch doesn't need any of that shit. It just okay. works for the Steam good. version. That's good. Yeah. It's like, that would be really crazy. I was just like, I am not going through this, like... <laughs> This form I am not like, going through the equivalent of a saga game to play Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this tutorial that was like just like two screens tall of like how to backport the Steam version. I'm just like, nope. There's so much modding for that. Then they should just have like a fucking entry for that on Nexus mods or some shit. Don't. There's they? something about the DRM in the Steam one that oh. it messes up. I think. I see. Oh, wow, that's weird. Yeah, it's like online only. You connect to Square servers. It's. Oh, that's like, really there's, weird. There's there's cloud saves. Yep. Ah, <laughs> yeah. ah you little I motherfucker, con- you. I get it. I, I should confess, I have Final Fantasy VIII on Steam now. Cool. <laughs> that like, game's cool. No, oh, yeah. it's not. No, Eight. it's not. <laughs> yeah. John, shut up. <laughs> At some point, it's just, it has a bunch of, like, like I got... Like just talking to Austin, that game is really, really important to him Austin's for stupid. how it how it like deals with like mental illness and masculinity, and it was very important to him growing up in high school. And I it can sounds appreciate like a game that. That's, I can appreciate that's... that, and I am happy for him. But I think he's stupid. <laughs> it sounds like a game that um... we're gonna have him on the show sometime, aren't we? Yeah. Oh. Well, Anna Anna gave a really nice. We better, yeah. Um, Anna gave a um, really nice compliment to Austin. It kind of where we were we were talking about something Pat said about Secret of Mana and something Austin said, and um, Anna said Pat has a um, Austin has bad opinions for very very good reasons. Pat has opinions that I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just Damn. straight up dickish. That I know, really but it was really funny. <laughs> Damn. It was, it was I don't want to know what she says about us. <laughs> Polly should fall into a garbage truck and die. Aww. <laughs> no. So, so Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII, I hear that's a video game. <laughs> yeah. So for some reason, this translation patch was like released as like a bundle with some other mods. Uh. Like, but it it ended up working out cool though, because most of them are like irrelevant or like not even finished. Like, there's a difficulty rebalance that I just ignored. Mm-hmm. But one of them is like it changes the field models to not be like the horrible looking barbell little... arms, yeah, stuff. Uh-huh. But like, they're I still. Like those. But they're like, dick. yeah, it's so anyway, I've been playing with this mod and like the models are still shitty enough to be believable as a PlayStation one game. Like they're not textured. They're kind of based off what the characters looked in battle, like mm-hmm. in battle, but like almost a little lower res because like they're segmented more to make so that they can do the same animations. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like playing through the game as you remember it, not as it actually was. Because when I doesn't that hmm. game have built-in cheats anyway with the F men like with the F keys? I know Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. does. We I'm not cheating through. Yeah, anything. Marcus. I think the Marcus Steam version. Eight, uh, using cheats on eight mm-hmm. when he was playing it like, uh, last time I saw him. <laughs> so yeah, it's weird. Like just playing through the game and like they didn't just do the main characters. Like they reproportioned like every single NPC. Oh wow! So like Damn. even like. The normal like little soldiers or like villagers are like taller and a little bit thinner. But how does that work with like some of the camera placement? It seems fine. Like huh. it's so it's super weird. Like having a screenshot, then looking through the Steam forums and finding like the same scene, but with like the weird looking barbell characters and being like, <laughs> oh man, like I mean Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it just the fact that it has um like three different layers of different character models yeah, that are used crazy. in different situations. Yeah. I think it, I think it is kind of an ugly game in some ways, so you could just kind of have to appreciate the the mess and yeah. the parts that are really artful about it like the, a lot of the backgrounds. Well, it's old. I mean, it, it's a product of its time. You can't really necessarily hold that against it. Right. Yeah, right. but like Final Fantasy 6 is fucking gorgeous, so oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I see what they were going for originally by having like the S kind of an SD look, mm-hmm. which they dropped by Final Fantasy VIII. Like this is an an in betweener game kind of. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But I think VIII having... has the same models on the field and in battle. I think. Yeah. That's yeah. really weird. About I'm sorry. Uh, that's just that's something I noticed. Like with seven, you know, it's really kind of really old looking. Obviously, like it's like the first of its kind. Then eight, you know, it looked a lot better, but they didn't feel as articulate. And then on 9, it was, like, you know, really super deformed, but there was a lot more detail, it felt like, and then their animations and everything felt a lot more alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I was looking I, at screenshots. I really, like, I really like the Square PS1 aesthetic, even when it's kind of messy. Yeah. But, like, Final Fantasy VII is really notable because there's, like, no textures on anything. Mm-hmm. So it has this really stylized kind of look to it. Even back then, I noticed, like, oh, like, the garage shading. Like, it's interesting. Yeah. So I saw, like, this comparison of, like, enemies in Final Fantasy VII versus enemies in Final Fantasy IX. Oh, like, God. The, the nine ones are just so much better looking. Like, yeah. 
Like, huh. they got so much better texturing and just... Final Fantasy VII has really wacky enemies. It has the stupidest set of enemies out. It's like, it's, most it's of these so belong good. in Earthbound. They Most of them belong <laughs> in Earthbound. I played, so, I remember playing that game in the living room at one point, and my dad came in and said, John, why are you fighting giant sperms? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in which God. game, Earthbound or Final Fantasy VII? Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> and John put his pants yeah. back on. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when the HD remake got announced, like, there was this post on Tumblr, like, oh, boy, I can't wait to fight such classic enemies <laughs> as, like, Dollhead in Monster House. <laughs> so I'm playing the game, like, so Monster House or whatever it's called was, like, this thing. Yeah shown in like this tumblr poster where it's yeah. just you fight a house it's a house then, and then it turns into a big monster yeah, i forgot all about that thing skeleton arms and legs pop out of it <laughs> and it shoots missiles at you and i'm thinking hell yeah i want to see this in hd <laughs> they better they better have those same goddamn enemies yeah it's like people are really worried that they're gonna like completely change the combat i mean they're probably gonna overhaul this game i think massively. they're gonna have to to some degree just due to pu- the budgetary restraints and how long and huge that game is uh uh-huh. yeah. just even just how many enemies are in it like no en- i mean there are reused enemies eventually yeah. but like you go through almost all of disc one with like no areas having the same enemies yeah it's amazing and some of them are houses that shoot missiles at you. <laughs> it's called. It's actually called the Hell the House. Hell House. Oh, that's its attack it. is Hell Bomber, Suicide Dropped, Hell Press, Lunatic, and Erupt. Yeah, God. one of them is like. One other area has like a Triceratops with tank treads. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't remember it's that. So, it's so good. Like it's a wondrous little game. Yeah. Like, Jeez. you go to the jail below the Golden Saucer, and then the enemies are just, like, these bouncing Japanese masks. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that game's yeah. weird, and it's really big and long. <laughs> but it still kind of holds up. Like, I played, yeah. like, I played through uh, the Midgar portion of it back when I first picked it up on Steam, uh, mm-hmm. and I still had a pretty damn good time with it. And, like, I just yeah. I didn't have the time to... You know, keep playing it at the time, so I just uninstalled it. You know, I yeah. definitely want to like maybe get another playthrough in sometime this year or something. You know, especially with the announcement of the the remake coming and all. It's definitely yeah. seems prime for a replay. Yeah, yeah. I and forgot. Like, oh, go ahead. Sure. Like this game came like for the last ten years or whatever. The best the two best games of all time are Final Fantasy VII and Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And, like, if you look at Ocarina of Time, it's like, yes, this makes sense. This is the big Zelda game. This is the big fantasy epic um, with the accessible swordplay stuff and fun puzzles. Um, And then Final Fantasy VII is, like, really, really well-regarded and well-appreciated. And it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like, the politics are super, like, um, like, um, just not tradition, like, not conservative um and just like all the stuff with midgar and capitalism and um shinra yeah it's that's like pretty heavy hitting and this is i guess one of the best video games well regarded as one of the best video games of all time or as or as the back of the box says quite possibly the greatest the greatest game of all time yeah very modest of them yeah (laughs) Yeah. i can't i'm sorry i'm sorry go away um from my understanding I think they were going to actually, like, uh, edit or censor out, like, controversial stuff from the game when it was originally going to be released, but 
fan uh, outcry at the time was like, no, don't fucking edit anything. Just ship awesome. it as it is. Awesome. Just make the translation kind of ambiguous and shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yep. So the, the fact that a game this weird is like is at the top of the pantheon is can't be anything but positive as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I can't remember if Pat called this or Mother 3 like the most violently ap- anti-capitalist game, but I think it applies to both anyways. Yeah. Yep. So And only one of them came out here. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it stays that way. Like oh. I'm mean. <laughs> Oh. You can't see. You can't see me. I've got kind of the sad lip going on. It's kind of quivering. <laughs> I, I can see it. Oh, the guy with the Earthbound avatar is sad that she's talking shit about Mother Three. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking shit, but I I actually like Mother Three. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the big, the big, the, the big, uh, the big <laughs> twist at the end is I actually like Mother Three. I just fucking hate its fan base. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, you know, lots of. Lo- most video games, like popular video game series, have like very nice and tolerant and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta love that super nice Dark Souls community, that Shin Megami um, Tensei oh. community that's always a, a joy. Oh, oh fighting yes. games, shmups. They're Speaking all, of uh, which, Holly, I was wondering, did you see the uh, the meltdown people had over Shin Megami Tensei X Fire Emblem a few months back? Oh, whatever. Well, just because it looks anime. Oh, oh no, it's yeah, so anime. I mean, yeah, it's it's all the anime. Yeah. <laughs> E3 award most anime. Yeah, it won. It called some. It's called something else in Japan, which is probably why it's so different. Yeah. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. sure why they even call that over here now. To be honest, except I guess for branding reasons. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird indeed. I don't know. There's. I don't know. With Shimigami Tensei, at least on let's say Game Facts anyway. Depending on the game, I've gone on some of their forums and had interesting discussions about all sorts of stuff depending on what the game was and never really had a problem with the community of course you know maybe the more unpleasant elements of that community may not hang around on there i don't know you, did, you didn't you didn't write uh, praising reviews for persona 3 and persona 4 <laughs> and then get and then get shit for it for a year and a half straight oh yeah really, really? i yeah, mean yeah. i got shit they shit Shin all Megami over 10. persona 3 and 4 they were just like, you're not even a real fan, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know what? <laughs> Suck my entire asshole. <laughs> What's fucked up is just like, you know, uh, I didn't care. I mean, I got three when it came out. I didn't finish it. And I didn't. But I like, I love four. Four is good. I only played the PlayStation 2 version. I've never played any other version after that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, I know that there are spinoffs. Yeah, and that's what those are. And, you know, I'm not, you know, that's just all there is to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just over here, it's for branding reasons. They have to call it that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, I, you know, it's like, I, that's what it is. It's its own thing. And it's different from the games that came before, you know, on the PlayStation. Because I have Eternal Punishment. And uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't see why people would get so bent out of shape over that. It's just kind of weird. Because the mean, internet is terrible. And anybody, and anybody that has an opinion about something deserves to have, you know, deserves to have their life threatened. I guess so. That's <laughs> fucked up. I, don't know, I, I remember way back in the day when I first got on the internet with like, ah, uh, you know, Fark.com. Oh, good God. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, boy. Stop the, making like, me feel old, God damn you. I am old, too. Don't feel bad. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just hilarious because, you know, 
but when I was first on the internet, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I was like the fanboy nutcase or whatever. But now, you know, years later, it's like I'm the laid back one. And now I'm like, you know, it's the opposite. The reverse has happened. I've come full circle, I guess. It's like I've always been the person online that's been just like, I want everybody to shut up. <laughs> All right, right. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good game, isn't it? Yeah, so you mentioned playing through the Midgar section. Mm-hmm. I, like, I forgot how fucking crazy the end of that is. It's awesome! Mm. It's, it's so good! You fight a boss on an elevator, yep. and then you beat it, and another boss shows up, and you beat it, and then you fight the fucking president <laughs> on the rooftop on the roof. by yourself <laughs> while there's a helicopter And he, and he hits you with around. a shotgun, And he has right? a shotgun, yeah. He just blows you in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> and then you go escape, and then there's... A motorcycle chase scene. Yeah. And you're hitting Mini other... game. Yeah. And then there's a boss at the end of that, like this giant mech tank. Yeah. And I'm just like, that was like the most amazing hour. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. And now world map. And then yeah. the game changes so much after you leave Midgard Forgotten. Uh-huh. Like the entire pace and just structure and even just thematically. Yeah. Like, because it goes from like this really focused environmental takedown Midgar story to, mm-hmm. I don't know, we're chasing Sephiroth. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not bad, it's just such a huge kind of 180 plot-wise to be yeah. this the way that Sephiroth stuff gets introduced. It goes from this really interesting concept that they could have made an entire game out of yeah. into, uh-huh. well, now it's a JRPG. Yeah. It really <laughs> is, because then you just traipse around the whole world now. Yeah, yeah. Nibelheim's really hours. cool, though. That's not like Mario RPG. It was like the first RPG I ever really played. So that was like kind of crazy for me back in the day. I was like, because, you know, you like you said, it's like really linear kind of. And then all of a sudden it opens up. And you're like, what the mm. fuck? It's like, oh, yeah, it's definitely an amazing moment just being on that world map. And like, because you have that scale of how big Midgar is. And now it's just this tiny little thing. Yeah. On this map. And it's like, yeah. oh, wow. So when you first realize you're in for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you get to Nibelheim, and it's like two hours or something of this extended flashback. It's, it's about an hour, but yeah. Okay. It's... And it turns into like a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Where, a... Except with dragons. Yeah. And there's a gold saucer with all the, oh my God. the damn racing. And I still feel like the first, the first um, disc is pretty like tightly paced there, even after oh, you yeah. get out to Midgar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just the mood changes mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, for sure. And maybe that's good because, like, this is definitely not a one-note game. Like, it has silly moments entered, like, right next to really grim moments. Yeah. Like, so after the Sephiroth flashback stuff, there's this thing where you have to get a chocobo to go across the marsh. Yeah. And then, so you, like, <laughs> you put on this chocobo material, you go run around in the field, and the chocobo show up in battle. And, like, this cute music plays that replaces the battle music. And then you catch a chocobo, and then you're riding around on that, and it's cute music playing, all happy. You cross the marsh, and then 30, like, so 30 seconds later, you're presented with this image of the Midgar Zolom, impaled and bloody. Yeah. And it's such a 180. It's just like, oh, just the energy leaves the room. Like, <laughs> I whoa. forgot all about that, actually. It's, it's so weird. And, like, yeah. when you're in the Golden Saucer part, like, you go from an amusement park... <laughs> To people being shot, to being thrown in jail, to this backstory with Barrett's friend, 
Yeah. Like, who who then sacrifices himself, and then that whole arc culminates mm. with the Chocobo race. <laughs> we have... It is... Be... There's a lot of tonal shifts in that game, yeah. isn't there? I love it. <laughs> it's like, are they... Is it on purpose or are they just really weird? It's like, is it? It's like, do they know that this is totally fucked, or <laughs> are they just putting it together, thinking ah, this makes sense to me? I'm gonna just assume it's on purpose because it's funny that way. Like, yeah, it makes a lot. You know, <laughs> gives it a little more merit. Yeah, you want to think that they're doing it on purpose because holy crap, <laughs> <laughs> the way that Barrett's like Dine's arc. <laughs> Ends with a chocobo race. Yeah. It's just inconceivable any other way. Mm-hmm. That's something you see a lot in like anime and just kind of Japanese media is that kind of willingness to be completely just do whatever the fuck they want with tone. Yeah, yeah. I kind of love that. Yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes it falls flat. It just depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Higurashi. Yeah, yeah. There's it's a prime example of of just really severe tonal shifts. But it yep. was definitely doing it on purpose. But it was definitely doing it on yeah. purpose and it had a purpose. And then and... like Elf and Lead is sort of similar to Higurashi and then yeah. the, tonal, oh, to, the tonal jumps make no sense. Mm-hmm. It's like it turns into the harem comedy and it doesn't work at all. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> I like that show but yeah. The... So yeah you can kind of it jump, could... you can kind of show those two together. I feel so, like. I'll just mention one last thing about Final Fantasy 7. I told this mm-hmm. to John on t- Twitter earlier. Like, there's this weird recurring metaphor of things towering over you in that game. Yeah. Where you have Midgar, which is this big, like, urban city, and then the slums underneath. Mm -hmm. And then a little while later, you go to this tiny fishing village that just happens to have this massively large industrial complex directly above it. Yeah. With, like, this fucking huge cannon for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to the Golden Saucer and then get thrown in the jail directly below it. Yeah. Oof. So it's like this literal metaphor of having political, military, and economical institutions towering over you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it just seems it's re- so very pointed. Yeah. It's really interesting. And that's definitely something I had never kind of realized when I first played it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Maybe reading from Pat and reading about like Mother Three and stuff and playing that game and just having yeah. that greater context. Mm-hmm. Just kind of thinking like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up that they dropped the plate on the slums. Yeah, that's really <laughs> fucked up. Like that part is really sad. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. the characters you cared about die then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Biggs and Wedge and Jesse, Jesse and Jesse, my Jessie. first waifu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse totally is. Yeah, that's really sweet. Who was it that was in control of Cat Safe again? It was uh, it's Reed. And isn't he like like call out like Barrett for you know saying you know you killed innocent people trying to you know do all this, but they kind of hand wave it away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not at that part yet, but like knowing that it was Reeve, like he's the one who was like, "You're gonna fucking drop it on the citizens. What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> he was. He definitely does object to that. Yeah, cool. like he seems like the good guy in Shinra. Yeah, he's, huh. he's he's trying. <clears throat> and then he I forgot to change the system from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally kind of fake you out a bunch of times leading up to the heiress death, where Kate Sith sacrifices himself. Yeah, and I totally forgot about that. 
and then comes but back then, immediately. Yeah, immediately. Like while you're handing the black material to Sephiroth, yeah. he just shows up and goes, "I'm Kate Sith number two. So there's never there's never a moment where he's not in your party. <laughs> and then that's funny when you finally go to where Eris ends up dying. Cloud like raises his sword because Sephiroth is controlling him. Oh, mm-hmm. and then he backs off at the last second. Yeah, yeah. and you so it's like, like the, this fake your out. controller like misses, like fiddles with it, right? Yeah, you can like, fiddle you... around. Like Ooh. it's interesting. Yeah, that's a moment. I played the game years and years ago, but that's a moment I remember vividly. Yeah. So then Cloud doesn't kill her, obviously, and you're like, oh, they faked Woo. me out. <laughs> and then Sephiroth just drops down and stabs her. Like <laughs> it's so weird. God. I guess, um, I mean, if you want the game that's like Final Fantasy VII, the Midgar section, stripping out all the weirdness and tonal jumps and just have the big capitalism metaphor and the constant oppression sense of being, like, stomped under a big boot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically Dragon Quarter. And <laughs> Great! That, yeah, and that game... And you can play that game, and obviously Final Fantasy VII is accomplishing something very, very different from that game and is resonating with people very differently. Actually, John. So, John. Yeah? I've, I've played two hours of it so far. Oh, oh yay! But I won't be yay. talking about it this episode. Yay! So, so yeah, you can see <laughs> that the all the weirdness has merit in Final Fantasy VII, because if you take all that out, then it just makes it totally, totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you go snowboarding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the snowboarding mini game. Damn it. I forgot all about that actually. I like the snowboarding mini game. I like the motorbike mini game. I played the shit out of those in the gold saucer. The snowboarding mini game feels way more like Sonic Adventure than I realized. Oh yeah, it's really janky. <laughs> it's really janky. Can and you I can... keep sorry, can you replay like the little like uh, Shinra chase when we're uh, in the vehicle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I it's about so that. cool because he has his sword like on the hanging, uh, holding this giant sword while he's on the motorcycle, yeah. and you like guys with it, swinging it with one arm to the side. Oh. It's so good. God. They've got a what couple a of moments. They got a couple of moments like that in Contra Shattered Soldier, where you're. Is like, it any rad? Contra Shattered Soldiers is great. I wanted to ask you about that since you like Contra so much. What do you think of that game? There's a review on the site. Oh yep. shit! I forgot about that. I have one of those. I have a website. You may have heard Damn of it. it. It's uh, socksmakepeoplesexy.com? Con- no. It's twitch.tv slash Twitch.tv slash Eric's Joystick. You can find it there. I spent yeah, I... like 45 minutes trying to learn how to roll my R's last week, and I can't, R- still can't. I had, to, I had to do it because I have to say Rammstein today. So. <laughs> so. Cool. No, I've been able to roll my roll my R's forever. I can't whistle either. You're weird. I can't whistle either. Can you imagine, though? I would, like, run every, go everywhere whistling. Oh, my God. Whistling cheerful little tunes. Whistling video game tunes. You would, whistling you would be You would be even more insufferable than you are now. <laughs> yes, it would be fantastic. You gotta love this guy. You gotta Ugh. love him. You gotta love him. But, yeah, uh, Contra Shattered Soldier is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll love it. And so it. is Final Fantasy VII. And, and so is Final Fantasy VII. And so is Twitch.tv slash Eric's Joystick. <laughs> And so uh, is Sonic Adventure. No. <laughs> oh. So read. Yep. But anything else? <laughs> so I'm continue. At, I'm at the start of disc two, pretty much. Like, mm. yeah, they actually I, gave you an achievement. It's like you you ended the first part, and I was like, oh, he well, finished that, disc one. 
That's even in the game itself. It says like end of part one. Like yeah, but I think some. I think that was just basically put in there because they didn't have any other way to make some weird stop between disc one and two. Yeah, but like the original PC port probably had that because like they didn't change anything in that itself. Like there's a square soft logo and an IDOS logo. Mm -hmm. So I finished up like the stuff at the Northern Crater and I lost Cloud. So I'm like, okay, this is a good place to stop for a little bit. Okay, um, while you were in, uh, while you were in the. um, 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 the village with all of the ice and the snow and shit, did you get the Alexander summon, or did you miss it? I missed it. Yeah, that one's not fun to get at all. I Fuck, you have to do one. to get that. You have to place flags in a field, like, while you're running, <laughs> and it's just so dumb. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. It's in that area. Uh, I remember all the all the side quest stuff in Final Fantasy X, reading about that, and walking oh. around and just being like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck that. I yeah. have it on HD on my beat a chocobo ri- beat a chocobo race in zero seconds. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Fuck you! That. Like Ugh. that is exact. That is the point in Final Fantasy X where I said I don't care enough. Yeah. Plus, oh. I mean, if you get any of those weapons, it just makes the last bit of the game not fun. Yeah. Congrats! Yeah. Now you can just chew through everything. No, but I will, however, say that like the the, the final ject fight almost broke me like when I first played that game oh my god it made me so bummer angry. I stopped for like two years when I got to Overdrive Sin mm-hmm. and then I beat Final Fantasy seven and I was like oh I want more of this huh. hey you know what I, have I want a file more of? right there you know what I want more of then I beat ten you know what, what I want more of listening to Rhett talk about what he's doing <laughs> sorry nice Segu yeah. huh yeah <laughs> uh, I played the demo for Toho fifteen oh snap Woo! I forget what the full name is, like Legacy of Lunar Kingdom or something. Can I just say that that game's got the fucking ugliest UI ever? <laughs> it hurts my it, eye. Like, I don't even know if I'll be able to play that game because the UI hurts my eyes. It's it's garish. <laughs> I actually don't remember, honestly. But anyway, what do you think? Uh, I'm optimistic for this one. Uh-huh. Which is a lot considering I didn't think 13 or 14 were good. Yeah. But, so this game changes things. You can be racing. More than that. Oh. Like, this is one of the biggest changes they've made to the series, like, in a while. You can be Wriggle Nightbug. Nope. Well, I don't want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) The, The default mode is infinite lives and there's checkpoints. What? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It's fucking crazy. That's... Okay, then what the... Okay, like, Like, what's the point? Every spell card and every non-spell card is a checkpoint. What? So if you get hit, you just roll back. It, like, save states. What? It's really weird. I want to play this demo now. You'll have to uh, up it to the FTP for me. (laughs) It's interesting. It's also really hard now. Mm. Like, normal become... Or, like, normal feels, like, hard and... Are we talking like, feels... like Kamui death label kind of hard stuff? No, but just like <clears throat> Mountain of Faith had like a lot of really slow, dense bullets. It's kind yeah. of more back to that. Like, I like that mm, though. Like I, the stage I... one boss reminds me of Nitori. Oh god. Was, like it's yeah. Oh it's god. Like stage three on, on this took me quite a while trying to figure out some of the dodges. Oh jeez. So That's scary. It's just interesting. Yeah. It's interesting though because you have infinite lives now. Wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. Wait it's a, a minute, totally wait a different shape. Wait a minute. Wait. Eris dies? 
<laughs> Sorry. That's pretty I was funny. Wa- I was waiting I five minutes to do that. <laughs> it's the wine. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, actually, may I ask a question? What is that? What, what is, I mean, Toho, is that a shooter, right? What yeah, is that, though? I mean, what is, what is unique about that? Bullet hell shmups with pretty, yeah. with cute little girls. That's okay. their, that's their draw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if then they just have Rhett a million li- characters. If Rhett likes something, it's because it's got cute little girls in it. Well, I, I can't. And then Eris died, and I was just like, fuck this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tifa's alright, but I don't know. <laughs> Tiff is uh, my boo. She's she my really... boo. She my boo. She knows she is. She knows she got love. How you doing, Rat? <laughs> so, yeah, I have hope for a Toho 15. Hope for Toho 15. Yeah, I want to play this demo now. I'm really Stage 3 is totally. pretty good in that. And then you see... can play the it the old way. Mm-hmm. But like huh. it's it's going to be really difficult. Well, like yeah. I played that on easy. I'm like, this is tricky. That's going to be interesting. I, I definitely want to see yeah. like what he can do. I just realized on. this means that it's um, the checkpoint structure is exactly like Hunter's now. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, like, when you roll back to a save state, kind of a check or a checkpoint, mm-hmm. you lose point zero one power. What? <laughs> wow. So if you're, which is really insidious because if you die at four power, which is the max, you go down to three point nine nine, and it lowers your weapon a whole level. That's me. Oh. Yeah. So it's not perfect. And the other thing is that bombs are persistent. Oh. Huh. So oh, like, I see. So if you like so bomb you, your way out and yeah. then you 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 flub it up, you you don't go back oh. to having that bomb. No, you do you would go back to having that bomb. Oh. But it's like if you have 3 bombs for the entire game, mm-hmm. you really have to make them okay, worthwhile. That's, like that's do, interesting. Like, use them on the parts that you've died, like, 20 times on and just absolutely can't get past without a bomb. Weird. And Raisin has the weirdest bombs. Hers are just, like, you can take three more hits. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, like, the invincibility frames is, like, a quarter of a second. Oh. So it's just, like, pew, pew, pew. Oh, I'm still dead. Like, great. Like, I found it oh. almost completely useless. With the bullet density, I guess it would be kind yeah. of hard, you know. The other thing, and I hate to say this, like visibility feels like more of an issue than it's been mm. than ever. Cause now it's like when you graze a bullet and get really close to it, it vibrates a bit and changes color. Uh, I don't like that. So it's just like the hitbox should be sacred. Like yeah. anything, any visual clutter. And I just wish you could turn shit like that off. Yeah. And the games kind of keep getting worse in that regard. Yeah, that, that's kind of mm. like my only problem with Crimson Clover is that like the Japanese version like the metals uh, that can be turned transparent, uh, where oh, they, yeah. they can't be on, the, which is why I have a lot of uh, a hard time trying to finish the game on um, a, a normal or arcade normal or whatever. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. That yeah. game's hard. I'm trying to one cc that on arcade normal, and it's just like, yeah, that's really freaking hard. <laughs> so yeah, I hope the full demos or the full game is good. It's coming out in cool. August, I assume. I think so. Nifty. Whatever. Comicat. Because I really like the demo for Toho 14, mm-hmm. and then the last three stages kind of sucked. Yeah. Like, mm. oh, we're going to have a boss that flips the screen and reverses your controls, so it's total Ugh. bullshit. Here's a oh boss my... that just made your hitbox 50 times bigger. But, like... Oh, wait, really? Or is that yeah. made? That's you know, a real thing. 
It's a Ugh. real thing, and it just makes your sprite bigger. So the hitbox is still this horribly pixelated thing. It's it's yeah. such nonsense. I like I die to that part every it time. It looks it's... dreadful too. Yeah, weird. So it's like weird, a game weird. with a really good first half and the total bullshit in the second yeah. half that ruins yeah. it. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. So Reed, who is your favorite Toho character? Uh, Hatate. Cool. <laughs> Dead silence. He really likes her hatatas. <laughs> I mean her boobs. Oh. <laughs> Tatas, boobs. Her, ta- her taters. Her taters. <laughs> her titties. Her boobies. <laughs> and badongadongs. And banky banks. Okay. And bipple bops. And bouncy bounce. I played Captain And fun Slash. muffins. <laughs> Okay, so she was um, in Double Spoiler. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. trying to figure out what was going on there. Tatas, come on, that's good. <laughs> Are we moving on? We're now? moving yeah, on. Oh yeah, I, I played. <laughs> I played Hack and Slash, which is the Double Fine kind of Zelda-ish hacking game. Yeah, that game's really good. I think. Really cool. Yeah, it's just really inventive and creative, and it moves at a brisk pace. Like it's constantly introducing new stuff. So the premise of this game is that you have a USB stick, mm-hmm. kind of shaped like a sword, that you can stick into things and manipulate them very directly. So, like, the first area of the game, like, you have these turtles, and you can change their AI, like, kind of change their movement speed, how much health they have, how much damage they do to you. Mm-hmm. So you can set, like, damage to negative, and then if they hit you, it just heals they you instead. Yeah. And then, like, but then, like, the second area, you get, like a thing that lets you see the actual hitboxes of everything. And you you can, like, use that to avoid vision cones on guards that you couldn't see otherwise. And, like, there's invisible platforms that you're riding on, but you can see their hitbox. That's really But then, like, it starts to get really weird where, like, you start decoding this language and then actually modifying the actual Lua scripts of the game. Oh, wow. Like, it starts going into, like split screen stuff where like there's the main game screen and then you're inside the scripting oh wow badass it's I think I might have seen um, Andy McClure playing this game yeah yeah so I heard this game goes really really crazy by the end yeah Mm -hmm. I'm not and I don't think I'm quite at full crazy how old is this game it's it just came out right yeah it came out uh, either early this year or late last year it was late last year it was early access before yeah which I don't ah. really know why, because it's kind of a linear single-player thing. Ah. It's currently in like the new Humble Weekly bundle for a buck. Oh, so cool. that's how I grabbed it. Oh, I might have to do that. Yeah, it's some of the puzzles are really good, but some of them they're difficult. Like I got stuck on like the first thing that wasn't a hacking directly mm. related. So it's kind of like you can be if you can reach a puzzle, you can probably solve it. But then. Ow. Jeez. Okay, reach a puzzle, solve it. <laughs> yeah. The first one, you kind of have to pay more attention to stuff besides just, like, the variables that you're manipulating. Ah. Uh... But some some of them are really clever, so I'm having and enjoying that. And then it gets really weird with the scripting stuff, where you're, like, you're seeing, like, visualizations of variables, like, happening in real time yeah as crystals and they're just like moving through these pipes and you're just like trying to figure it out like 
the one thing I don't like about the game is that there's not much of a store. I don't know how to say it. Like presentation values are a little low, mm-hmm. even though it looks really nice. Like uh, there's no, there's not a lot of like effort yeah. put into stuff like characterization and things like there that. Is, there actually is. It kind of reminds me of It'll Do. Uh-huh. You have like kind of a spunky female character and her flying sidekick. I don't know. It starts very abruptly. Like, it literally says chapter two when you start the game. What? And I don't know why yet. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's a reference to, like, the uh, prototype that they released. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just, like, if the game is going to loop on itself and be really profound at the end or something. Like, chapter one is actually the end, like, Radiant Silver Gun or something. Yeah. So I don't know what's up with that, but the game kind of starts in a hurry, and there's, like, no tutorializing at all of, like, what's going on until you get to, like, the hacking the Lewis scripts, and it's like, okay, we're going to actually have to help you out here because this is really crazy stuff. But they're trying to, like, point you through, like, okay, the variable's moving through here, and, like, let's mess around with this thing. And, like, you can crash the game. I've, like, fucked it up, like, four times so far. Oh, wow. They're just, like... Full on let you completely crash the game as that's a feature. That's a thing that can happen. Yeah. I don't know, know that's why. That's pretty awesome. Like one time it actually, like I did actually have to close the game because one of the abilities you get is straight up time travel. Mm-hmm. So you can always reset the scene you're on. Yeah. Including what, like any variables that you've messed around with. And like the time travel is shockingly comp, like it saves everything. So, like, there's a visualization of, like, every branch that you've gone down. Like, if you time travel back, then do something differently, it'll make a new branch. Oh. So you can go to any point in the game that you've been to, even if you rewound from there. Oh, wow, that's nuts. So it's like, I escaped this dungeon, and I realized I want to go back in, so I just rewound time instead, and then, so now there's two paths of me escaping. Damn. That's That's pretty neat. Interesting. And I could jump between them freely if I wanted to. That's pretty it's, rad. It's, yeah, it's a base time our bitch. It's an interesting game. Yeah, it's one I've definitely wanted to check out. Yeah. Uh, and I probably will for a dollar. Yeah, definitely. And, like, the main character's name, you can change it to whatever you want, but it's Alice, so I named the little sprite Marissa, because I'm a dork. Of course, you're a freaking Toho nerd. <laughs> yeah, you just, you get a lot of neat abilities, and, like, you totally break the game, like, super early. Because, like... Well, that's the whole point of the game. yeah. To see how much you can break see it. See how much like, you can break it. Like, there's a thing that spawned enemies, so I just set the, like, the spawn rate to, like, zero. And then, like, the number of enemies allowed to, like, 600. And it just spat them all out. And, like, the game just went to, like, one frame a minute. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Whoops. I like that it lets you do that, yeah. though. I'm like, there's, like, you get strapped in a dungeon... And, like, I found, like, three different ways you could get past the guard at the end. It's oh, like, wow. You can, like, change the variable of your name so that he doesn't recognize you. Oh, that's crazy. Or, like, you can adjust the frame rate. Like, you can fuck with the frame pacing to just make yourself super fast in comparison <laughs> to everything. And, like, the game is actually just running, like, frame, frame, frame. Like, it's it's weird. So... Like, right when I quit, like, the last thing I got was, like, bombs that kind of act as black holes to let you go inside the scripting of, like, anything. (laughs) That's really freaking amazing. It's it's something. It's very interesting and unique. It's really good. It's cool because it's, like, a video game made for kind of video game designers. Yeah, yeah, it really is. 
but it kind of like also gives you like an idea like if you're not a coder you know if yeah. the game you know maybe if it tutorialized better yeah. it give you an idea of the logic behind something like that yeah that's that's why I kind of wish even though I didn't have a trouble with it but like it could have tutorialized a little bit bit better at the start because yeah. like you can go inside enemies and there's just like commands like wait 10 frames turn left wait move up two tiles like you can get remarkably in depth with like hacking enemies to do things that you want and so far there hasn't really been a reason to like it's weird like just for the hell of it I like made one guy go super fast and crash into a bunch of other enemies <laughs> and like had modified like which team he was on so that they all started chasing him because that he was an enemy good way to get yourself out of a situation though just yeah the version yeah it was like there's six guys over there what do I do I'll just throw a bowling ball at them <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I've been up to. Cool, cool. Well, I've 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 been up to a few things myself. Believe it or not, I know that might be hard to believe. You know, I don't believe you. I mean, other than you know all these creative songs that I'm writing to start podcasts with these days, you know, that's <laughs> where that's where all the big bucks comes from. Um, but. I, I got around to finally playing that there Tomb Raider Anniversary. Ooh. Uh, this is a uh, Tomb Raider game that was built on. Um, it, uh, like like uh, let's rewind a bit. I think that Tomb Raider Legend is what I consider the first actually for really real playable Tomb Raider <laughs> game. Yeah. Um. Uh, and that game was really rad. Uh, and then they built uh, Tomb Raider uh, Anniversary on that engine, which is basically a reimagining of the first game with uh, a lot of really cool like visual upgrades, obviously. And cool. it, it plays better. Uh, all of the acrobatics and platforming are basically the main draw of the game. I think that that's where... Um, you know, you know, like The best parts of the game are its sense of place and, you know... Um, the the plat the various platforming challenges. It's got some combat that I just think that you know I, unless you're talking about uh, Tomb Raider 2013. Yeah, like, I think that the new like, one. Yeah, I just I don't think combat is a real strong suit uh, in Tomb Raider games, and this one kind of like starts doubling down a bit on it at the end, which feels. Uh, a little ham-fisted, like, they were just kind of, like, running out of ideas or something, or maybe, you know, they had to get the project done, so they had to kind of ease off of the puzzly slash platformy elements a bit and just start throwing some combat in there. Uh, so that was, that was a bit of a bummer towards the end. Are you saying it, like, changes from the original? Um, I don't remember enough about the original to even say. Because I think the original did start introducing a lot of human enemies towards the end. As uh, I remember, there, but there it... are no human enemies in uh, the first Tomb Raider. Uh, I know really? that um, at least uh, huh. in, at least an anniversary, um, like she only actually ends up killing one person. Huh. huh. Um, Very so... different from 2013. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is no, it's know... impossible to make a make a video game without killing a bunch of people, though. I went through all that like earlier this year that the new one, the reboot or uh -huh. whatever. That game's actually, really good. Yeah, I actually like that a lot. It does like damn, it's brutal though. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of brutality in that game. Oh, that, is, uh, that kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I thought I fucking winced a lot during Metal Gear Solid 3, but I think Tomb Raider beat that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was that one. There was the one image that was um just struck me as like, okay, this is getting into some kind of like masturbatory territory or gro- really gross territory. <laughs> and it's funny because like um, like the, the the guys that talk like even in Tomb Raider Anniversary, they're talking about it's like. You know, it's like, yeah, like, when we kill Lara, we kind of want it to always be, like, in the most brutal fashion imaginable. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, they wow, don't know, guys. Do they not know how that sounds? That's what I was thinking, because they, it's just like, wow, guys, that sounds really We feel creepy. satisfied when we see <laughs> maybe, maybe they just beautiful want you to women feel really, murdered. Maybe they just want you to feel really, really bad for messing up. It's like, you, you, you screwed up, and now she's died horribly. Don't you feel bad? <laughs> Maybe, but it's just it maybe. So I think, I think, yeah. The, it, the way they when they say it like that, it sounds like wow. We get a little bit turned <laughs> on when we love torture we, porn. when we torture women. Yay! So I do remember falling on spikes in those original games, and ooh. yeah, I only ever played the demos for the original, and I couldn't. I didn't care. Yeah. Much. Played. The controls in those games are so oh, bad. God. They're so yeah. I kind of want to play. I remember playing a little bit of the original and being like, "This is like Mega Man. This is like the dungeon parts of Mega Man Legends." Uh, yeah, and that was I like my only that. observation. And then I was like, "That, that could be kind of cool." Didn't that so, game come out after Mario sixty four? <laughs> and it's like, oh, here's a game where you have tank trolls and stiff jumps, and it's just like, well, what? It's clearly trying to be like a cinematic platformer, like. Yeah, it's interesting in that regard, but I just like never even liked those to begin with. <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, Anniversary is pretty rad, though. It's uh, it's a really good like and decently long game, really. I didn't expect it to be as long as it was, but then I was like, wow, huh. I've actually got like 17, 18 hours out of that thing? Oh, jeez, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, like the platforming is just like, really freaking solid and when you screw up you know it's rarely that you ever feel that like it was because of something you couldn't or wasn't because of something that was beyond your control it was just like oh no no, that was me i didn't press the button in time uh it's got like you know the cool grappling hook mechanics from um tomb raider legend as well which those weren't in the original game so they got to add you know more stuff to these original like level designs that uh weren't in there before and they're not as boxy obviously um and it's, uh, I, I, I kind of wish more games would do this, but like once you uh, complete each uh, section of the game, which you know each section is about four or five levels uh, a piece, uh, you unlock a commentary uh, nodes that you can go through each level again and check out the commentaries for if you want. And they're actually pretty cool and insightful, and they go over how you know like some really you know in depth things like you know like oh we like we cre- we originally created this model with a lot more detail but it didn't read very well so we took some of the detail out so that it would stand out more uh, against the background it's just like huh. commentaries are so cool is it like in text or is that like audio audio yeah rogue leader did that actually yeah uh, but was... it's a really cool feature that I'd really like to see more games do like I really loved it in portal um, I always thought that, you know, like, I think that that's where, like, I first started mm. encountering that. Um, yeah. And it's so cool. I think Half-Life episode, or Half-Life 2 episode 1 was the first game to do it. Yeah, it might have been. Cool. Cool stuff. But yeah, Tomb Raider Anniversary, you know, like, if you've ever been interested in Tomb Raider and you want a place to start, like, that'd be not a bad place. It's pretty, pretty damn fun. It's got a... Neat. 
it's got a decent level of challenge in terms of its platforming and its puzzles aren't you know they aren't all relatively simple and easy to figure out you got to put your noggin uh to some use every now and then to move a couple rocks around and all of that fun stuff so uh so that's that radical sabbatical that's good game (laughs) it's definitely a good game and then i played uh i I finished child of light which is uh an ubi art game and and ubi art games are fantastically gorgeous hell yeah Mm -hmm. this is no exception um this is uh a very kind of JRPG inspired, more specifically Grandia inspired, seeing as how basically the entire battle system is a direct <laughs> ripoff. Ha! It's a whole um, battle system to rip off. Yeah, you, if you're gonna pick a good, you know, if you're gonna pick a battle system, uh, pick a good one. Uh, um, but yeah, like uh, it's got a great little story. Um, it doesn't take a million years to complete you don't have to really grind 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 to do anything uh it's got the same problem that i kind of had with south park though and that uh kick that difficulty up to expert as soon as you start playing or you're gonna you're gonna be in for a kind of a boring game like i i I ended up playing through like the first two chapters i think on um casual before i realized it It was like oh this is on casual i'm just gonna kick this up then and then i ain't no casual i ain't no damn (laughs) casual but uh but then it ended up being uh you know like just the right amount of challenging to the point to where you know there were points where i felt like i was obviously scraping by um cool and that like i felt like you know all right i'm being stretched for materials here uh i can't afford to be blowing all these potions all the time uh, mm-hmm. Because the game doesn't have shops and it doesn't have any kind of currency. Everything you find, you know, you've got to find it in the world. Um, huh. But it's it's just this cute little story told in this very fairy tale like manner. Like uh, like almost all of the dialogue is spoken in like some kind of uh, rhyming scheme, um, and they really kind of stretch that a bit. I was about yeah. to say, how is the rhyming? Is the, the- rhyming? It's it's, it's not super subliming. <laughs> is that about the level of? Quality? No, they they actually they, there is a pretty good amount of writing, especially in the scenes that really call for it. Like there's a lot of really awesome, dramatic, and touching scenes at the end where you know they they pick their words wisely, uh, and they don't make you know the characters sound really dumb but there's just there there's some there are some parts like in the middle where it's just like oh you're really stretching for that <laughs> you really need to like pull back a little bit uh but i don't think that it's to the game's detriment at all it's a cute little quirk that gives it its own uh identity and that along with you know like characters that are really interesting a battle system that is really fun to engage with um just, just you know, an overall story and world that are fun to be in, and uh, visuals that are flat out gorgeous to look at. Um, it's just like, like I don't know how you could go wrong with this game. Like, if you like tri- JRPGs, you know, yeah, it's not like a, tr- it's not a, <laughs> it's not a true JRPG in the sense, but um, it's but, not Japanese. It's not Japanese. Uh, but Child of Light is just goddamn fantastic. It's like it's 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 a game that like even though you know like its story gets kind of you know not really dark, I guess, but it does have a lot of dramatic elements to it. Uh, it's it's still very pleasant. Maybe Anna and I should play that. 
That I could think, be a one that we'd both enjoy. Yeah, I think like if you keep kept the difficulty down on casual, you'd probably have a good yeah. time. Then oh. I could just give the controller to Anna, and she could enjoy it the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. I think that she would definitely like get a kick out of just like the sheer whimsy the game has. You know, it's got you know, it, it reminds me of Yarny Guy. Cute. You know, it's got that amount of charm and whimsy to it, and cool. it's 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 goddamn adorable in every freaking way um there's there's the the jester girl who doesn't know how to rhyme so she always says the wrong word (laughs) totally adorable it's really Uh, cute yeah and then there's like the suicidal jester who's very sad and wants to kill himself oh there's a lot of great characters in this game and and i think like my, my my only real issue like with with the game would really just be that um, there's like a character or two you get towards the end of the game whose arcs don't really get a chance to play out like as as um, as well as all of the other main characters do because you get them so late that they're basically just there for the final dungeon and that's it so you know they don't you don't really get a chance to grow with them and understand their sense of purpose whereas everybody else you know you've been on this big adventure with them you've helped you know solve problems that they were having so they had a character arc that they went through and like the last character or two don't really get that a lot and that's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer but um but those are just Gradia kind of do that with each of its characters we'd introduce them one by one and they'd have um in Gradia 2 and then just kind of um have a little story for each of them yeah I remember that sort of a nice thing about it yeah but yeah it, it's pretty similar um cool. But yeah, that, that it's a delightful little RPG. I, it's pretty accessible. Um, it's got a great battle system. You know, it's just a, there's just not a whole lot that I yeah I can find wrong with it. Uh, it's just cool. a sheer little delight from you know start to end. And in terms of J, you know in terms of JRPGs or slash RPGs in general, it's only like fifteen or so hours. So it's not going to be like this huge time investment. You don't ever need to grind. You know, like even when I was uh, doing things on expert difficulty, I was just fighting everything on the way to a boss, and I was cool. you know able to. Yeah, that sounds perfect for us. Yeah, I think you guys would probably better probably would click with us more than South Park. Oh, more than likely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, I think, would be overwhelmed by the cute explosion that that game... I like cute! Yeah, it's cute, it's it's charming, and it's got a really touching little finish that... Uh, Yay! That, that was just like, it left me feeling good. I love feelings. It, feel, it, it leaves you feeling good, it leaves you with its own little message, and it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, and then like, you know, typical Ubisoft fashion, it's got, like, 29 minutes <laughs> of credits. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, I oh, sleep yeah. Call of Duty 3, man, that had, like, I, I played on the Wii, that had, like, credits that went on for, like, forever. I could not get over Sonic, that. Sonic Colors has, like, an interactive credits minigame yeah. where you can, like, play with the credits. So I was like, yay, this is fun! And then I kept doing it, and then it kept going. <laughs> and then and it like kept going. it's, 15 minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Oh. And they could have conveyed, it uses huge, like, font, too. They could have conveyed it a lot yeah. more efficiently. Rayman. It's really funny. Rayman Origins has the credits twice. Yes, because there's what? like a real, there's like a normal ending and a true ending. So if you do everything, you have to, you sit through the credits twice. So that's like an hour. Oh my so god! <laughs> and they're interactive for yeah. no reason, but you can punch them for half an hour. Yeah, I can't 
can't wrap my head around that. That's <laughs> crazy. It's like they really need to like 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 I think that Ubisoft really needs to just start developing entire games around their credits because <laughs> I'm, if I'm gonna sit <laughs> if I'm gonna sit there that long, you need to keep me entertained. Oh my god! Could you imagine like an Assassin's Creed game or something? That start, oh. you know how movies kind of have like the important credits at the start, like yeah. overlaid on them. Imagine Assassin's Creed game just did that for oh like every single person who walked, worked on the game. So, but like one at a time. Oh my god! And so for like the fading first in hours, gently over the action. Yeah, for, so for like there's just ten hours of credits at the start. <laughs> oh, that is funny. It'd probably take longer than that if it, it was probably would. It'd be like fifteen hours. Just the entire game is the credits. Yeah, just like a, a name pops up every now and again. Probably be more oh, entertaining than the game itself. <laughs> yeah, given it's where Assassin's Creed is. The credits are collectible. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you thought 100 Feathers was bad? Collect 600 oh. team members. <laughs> they could probably replace, take one of their collectibles out and have enough for every person who worked on the game. I think that's a legit great idea, actually. Really pretty good. <laughs> Every NPC in Assassin's Creed 10 is an, a staff member. You collect a little mini bio of every person that worked on the game. Oh my god, that sounds really <laughs> oh <God>. nice. <laughs> that would be no, really you don't sweet. Un- you don't understand how many people work on those games. Yeah, there's literally like... like, like it's Gotta like catch them all. It's like 25 out of their 29 studios are working on an Assassin's Creed game. And that's not an exaggeration. Oh. So wait, Assassin. All right, Assassin's Creed Four was super meta, right? Yeah. All right, they just need to go whole hog on the meta stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> just design a whole game around that, and the centerpiece is the collectible for every person who works on the game. <laughs> yeah, they like everybody liked that stuff, and then they even got rid of that in Unity. Yeah, they like really downplayed it. So it's like, really, do you just fuck up with everything people like in these games? Like, where's my pirate spinoff? Mm. I try to get into that. I try to play one of those. And it's like, it's like you got your science fiction mixed up in my historical and it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how I said earlier about Arkham Knight and the AAA aesthetic? Yeah. It seems like Assassin's Creed has defined the AAA aesthetic. Yeah. Starting from two onward. Yeah. It's like it, it just used to be, like, you could say, Call of Duty, but at least there's some semblance of moving forward there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you could say that. Whereas Assassin's Creed is just this homogenized goop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I you look s- at every se- uh, so many sequels, and it's like, oh, this is becoming more like that. So now we made Batman more like that. We're making. I mean, it's literally, there's a genre of games now that's just called Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> the Tower. The Tower. Oh, I could make a Bioshock Infinite joke here, but you guys wouldn't get it because you haven't played it. Yeah, I have. I don't play poopy games. At the end of that, they say, like, there's a rule for the universe. There's always a man, a city, and a lighthouse. Mm. So, <laughs> so, so in Ubisoft games, there's always a tower. Uh, a an angry system, white protagonist. <laughs> and an angry white protagonist. <laughs> Dear God. All right. So, um, last thing I got into... Coming up on the in- coming up on the host interactive part of the show. Oh, oh. Um, 
I got myself into some listening to some new music uh, that was released last week by one Mr. Till Lindemann of the industrial rock band, or industrial slash heavy metal group Rammstein, um, who are from Germany, if you couldn't tell. Um, they broke into prominence sort of in the 90s with uh, their singles Duhost and Engel, which is Angel. Um, and uh, he's decided, you know, he got together with uh, a dude that he'd been wanting to work with uh, since, I guess, it was around 1999. And uh, they wanted to put together a project just for fun. Uh, and it ended up coming out, uh, you know, into this great little album called Lindemann Skills for Pills. Or Skills in Pills. And um, what, I, what I find most striking about this wonderful little record is that, well, for one, it's it's Till Lindemann for the first time releasing an entire album in English. He's never done that. It's great. Awesome, dude. Cool. Fantastic. Um, but what really just surprised me as I listened to this fantastic little disc was his, his amazing command over the English language. He is... A wordsmith oh. like no other. <laughs> I have never in my life heard someone able to, to to spin poetry of such subtle detail and nuance, leaving you with every syllable questioning and wondering just what was on Till Lindemann's mind. So, I, I thought that I would get you guys to help me out here a bit if you would okay. oh, God. Oh, God. what what i would what i would like um is I, I think that we should each take turns uh reciting a passage uh <laughs> from uh from one of till lindemann's selected tracks uh from skills and pills uh so what i'm gonna do uh is vanner you are oh. first Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send. I'm going to send you. Um, I'm going to send you a message right now. Okay. And I want you to recite it with all of the sincerity that you have. Okay. I, I want you. I want you to just relish every syllable, knowing you know, just like you're you're reciting this to someone you truly love, or you you just give me all your conviction. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I just sent it. Oh, wait. Uh, what, on Skype? Yes. I, it's not showing up on my uh, Yeah, it should show up uh, under your recent tab. Oh, recent. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. It's, okay. It's, All right. From the top. Okay, I see. I see. Oh, my God. All right, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Black lips, brown eyes, wet flesh, good size, so hot when it crawls, I burn for dicks and holes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Dressed for fun, no romance, two in one, I'll take my chance. All you can eat. <laughs> it's on his course. <laughs> I drown my meat in dicks. <laughs> Come on. I got shot with the sweetest gun. I have it all, all in one. No broken hearts, no bad romance. Why should I love when I can have fun with my lady boy? <laughs> See, like, that's the kind of subtle nuance that I'm talking about. That, that I don't Till Lindemann, know. I'm not sure Vanna was very good at that. that, that <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. That Till Lindemann. Uh, that was pretty weak. 
That I'm tell- sorry. They should try again. <laughs> that tell Linda Man can provide. Uh, John. All right. How would you like to recite something from uh, Mr. Till Lindemann? All right, I'm ready. I know that. I know that. I'm getting you... my. I'm getting my um, middle school uh, acting chops ready. Okay, because see, I know. <laughs> me, 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 me. See, no, I know no, that. No, no, no. I I know that <laughs> you're married, and okay. I figured why not pick a song uh, that's all about the married life. Something that's okay. got something that's really got something to say about marriage. Are you ready? Oh, I wasn't. I didn't know you'd start watching Steven Universe already. Oh, that's Ram Steen. All right, go for it. <laughs> Here you go. Shit! Shit! I was trying to. I was trying to maintain like this big. um, Let's go. Oh no! Let's go. Um, Anna, this is all a. Oh, (laughs) I'm about to recite song lyrics as a joke. Just so you know. (laughs) And Polly just told me to recite song lyrics, and they they might say stuff that you could misunderstand. Misunderstand if you just hear them from the other room. All right. Do, you, do I have permission? Polly? No. Po- no? No. Okay. Sorry, no, you're not allowed. What? I hate my wife and her boyfriend, too. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> if you ever want a blowjob again, you won't do this. <laughs> All right, Reed's, Reed's turn. Give me the one that John was supposed to read, and I'll read it. All right. I'll do that. I want one, too. All right. Do you, I'll get, do you have three? I've got four. Oh, one geez. for each. One for each. <laughs> okay. Um, Rhett, do you want yours first, or do you want me to go with the banner again? I'll do me, because he okay. just went. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rhett. Uh, I want you to read this with the utmost conviction. To someone, to, to a, a lady you may fancy oh, the most. Okay? We're both listening. <laughs> you can do it, Reed. We you can do it. We, we you can do it. Oh, God, I just got to the end. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have anyone telling you you're not allowed. You don't have an excuse. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> Please stand up and spread your legs. I lay me down. Look up. It shakes. Let me eat your shame. Let me slip, sip your champagne. Let cry your pinky flower. Give me, give me golden shower. Golden shower, don't be shy. Golden shower, let it fly from your pretty cunt. Was that it? That's it. I hope I enjoyed it. Someone watched too much Elsa She-Wolf of the SS when they were growing up, I think. Oh. Ah, wasn't that fun, Rhett? <laughs> okay, my turn. All right, all right, Vanner. We've I'm got a your... special guest. I we've... should, I should, you know. All yeah. right, we got you. Here you go. Okay. okay, let's see. Let me look at this. I like to fuck, but no French letter. Without a condom, the sex is better. But every time I get in, a baby cries, and sometimes twins. What? I have six <laughs> kids, and I don't like it. They eat too much and treat me like shit. They only wear posh label clothes. If you give one hand, they bite off both. And all my friends, they have big cars, big mansions, too, and smoke the fine cigars. They have deep pockets. I don't know why. I look at my purse, and I start to cry. I hate my life, and I hate you. 
I hate my wife and I hate her boyfriend too. I hate to hate and I hate that and I hate my life so very bad. I hate my kids. Never thought that I'd praise abort. Jesus Christ. That's the one Lolly sent me. This is a That's wonderful one Lolly sent me. I just hugged Anna and went, I don't understand how people can be so <laughs> This is a wonderful uplifting album, I guess. Well, 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 maybe I love you Anna. But maybe oh, one final passage will will help uh will help uh clarify things or or let everybody see that, you know, this he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. <clears throat> Your dirty sweat, my sweetest potion. Your armpit swampy, little oceans. Your flappy butthole, a soggy cave. Oh, for God's sake. I put in my parts and let them bathe. Uh. People <laughs> laughing. About your size. We can fuck them on your french fries. <laughs> when I break open your king-size bra, your giant boobs are just wunderbar. <laughs> <laughs> so call it crazy or call it fate. Just with you I want to get laid. But your holes are so hard to find. It doesn't matter. I fuck you. Fuck you from behind. <laughs> what? Come on. This is art. That's a little bit nicer. <laughs> yeah. Oh that my god. Oh yeah. Shit. Um. But would you believe me if I said that uh, other than, you know, the lyrical content oh, that's, oh, being, being a little weird, like, I think it's, like, the catchiest album released this year. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, my God. It seriously is. Like, I think that, like, okay, we've. I think that there are important albums this year, and a lot of important albums have been released. We've had a load of good albums that, you know, like, we've had great comeback albums from Slater Kenny, from, from Faith No More, and we've had great artistic... And we, uh, uh, sure. <laughs> We've had and we've had we've had great artistic expression from people like Death Grips and Kendrick Lamar. So I think that there's room for something as big, dumb, and brain dead as this album, because it is like I I'm not even shitting you that it is the catchiest goddamn album. Like it's earwormy. It, like there these lyrics these lyrics shouldn't be as sing alongy as they are. Oh, I don't I don't know if that's what I'd call them. I'm serious, like, like if you heard the album, like, if you heard the lyrics in context, it would just be like, why do I want to sing along with this? Oh my god. <laughs> it's such an amazingly catchy record. Wow. And it's just, like, they made it for fun, you know, they weren't, like, they're not even touring. It's just like, we wanted to get together and make something really stupid. Just mm. fuck around. Yeah, and it's just like, and there's great musicianship on it. Like, one dude did all the instrumentation, and it's fantastic instrumentals, and, like, just these really bizarre, crazy little scenarios that he's painted with his wonderful words of subtlety. Um, yeah. It's good, yeah. It's good stuff. Maybe subtlety with a fucking jackhammer. 
<laughs> so that's oh. so so like I updated my site, and that's about all. You know, like there's that. There's the a God of War uh, sort of retrospective thingy mudduder cool. on the main page that uh, I put up yesterday. You can probably look at if you want. If you like reading words, I don't know. People don't do that on the internet these days, do they? No, no I do that. They're all about them videos now. Like, I have videos now. It's like ah shit. Socks make people sexy. He's dead. <laughs> Uh, but that's really about all I've been up to. I thought I'd enjoy. I thought you guys would enjoy sharing these wonderful little things with you. You know what I want to do? What I want to take a screenshot from Child of Light uh-huh. and replace the text with some of those lyrics. Well, I've got I've got screenshots on Steam that you can do that. Too. Yeah, that sounds pretty think- funny. The juxtaposition might work really well. Holy shit. <laughs> Especially since that game does the whole rhyming thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's what... <laughs> and all of these are really simple rhyming couplets. Oh my god. Oh wow. Oh. Dear god, I thought I've seen it all. Nope, nope, never. The internet proves me wrong every time. So yeah, Lindemann skills and pills banned in the fire household. <laughs> Oh my god. I always joke, it's like, you know, Rammstein sounds cool, but I never want to know what they're actually saying. Oh, and yeah. now I know what they're actually saying. It's like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, like, come on, they released, like, like, one of the last singles they did before they went on hiatus was called Pussy. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the, the, and it had an English chorus. Do you want to, you want me to recite it for you? Uh, sure. I might know what it might be. Oh, you might? Yeah, what is it? You've got a pussy. I've got a dick. So what's the problem? Let's make it quick. (laughs) Well, that was... That's inspirational, I guess. You should have seen this album coming. Exactly! Like, when... when, when Oh my god, I just realized the, the verse you sent me, I like to fuck without a condom because the sex is better. I have six kids and I don't like it. They eat too much and treat me like shit. Yeah. Okay. There's a step here where one thing leads to the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's I a... we, I, I'm not sure if you see the correlative causative <laughs> relationship here. Maybe maybe it's like a sublime, like, you know, uh, Aesop, like a warning. It's like, yeah, you might want to use protection next time. <laughs> But, gotcha. but but without a condom, the sex is better. Especially if there's no French letter. Yes. <laughs> we we no, we do so know we do know French that French letter, letter is. We do no, know I don't. French letter is just uh, another slang for condom. Oh. Yeah. I know that. Europe. Now I do. It's mostly European, I think, though. So he's uh, saying. He's saying when he fucks the girl, he hears babies crying. Yeah. Because they're right yeah. there. Because yeah. it's like his wife and and like their babies. Are we fucking analyzing this now? Are we really? <laughs> yeah, it's analyzing? obviously all about um, anxieties of parenthood. Yeah, being a oh, shitty yeah. dad. I, I think that there are a couple of actual serious tracks on the album. Though. I think there is uh, a song on there that goes uh, that details uh, the steps one goes through uh, going through cancer. Uh, that's really kind of sad and uh, really heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, so. And I mean, the one you sent me made me feel like sad because it like is an actual mindset taken yeah. on by people who are in the space that 
I kind of want to be in in the future. So, and the thing about like, and the thing about Romstein though is that they've always kind of been tongue in cheek like that. So it's hard for me to really uh-huh. see any of these lyrics as something that he really means. It's probably just really <laughs> bad satire. Yeah, mm. oh, that's yeah. just what it really strikes me as. I just think weird, I just... and it's all very sing alongable. I bet it's in that context too. It'll be even funny. It'd be yeah. even funny. She'll love it. Just go ahead and uh, play some Praise Abort for her. She'll, she'll love it. She'll love it. Is that the name of the song? Yeah, Praise Abort. That's fantastic. Oh my God. He's German. I mean, it's not a not English speaker trying to, you know, I guess speak English now. So probably having fun with that. Yeah, he seems like it. He seems like it. Well, from what I've seen of the band, from what I know, they seem just like laid back. Just fucking Oh, yeah, definitely. People. Definitely. <laughs> But dear God, this is really crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so seriously, like when I started, like like when I bought the album and I started hearing the words that were entering my head, I was like, "What did he just say? <laughs> is he really singing about a golden shower?" <laughs> I can't, I'm really happy you got me to read that. Dear All right. Oh my God, I am very excited to bitch about something all right well what do you want to bitch about john okay well first i I listened to a bunch of death grips oh this is is not what i want to bitch about oh yeah i I listened to um x mechanical and the money store x military Um, x military yeah i only listened to x military once but i listened through um the money store two or three times I really enjoyed myself with those really that's awesome most people are usually turned off by mc ride Huh. I, I, I don't know any of the lyrics yet, so it could... I don't know... Well, it's not really the lyrics, it's just they can't stand it that he's kind of an abrasive vocalist. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm not really used to hip-hop at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just my... I kind of realized lately, lately, my music tastes over the last five years have been very, very white and male. Yeah. Um, but, but I guess, like, not knowing hip-hop kind of lets you go into Death Grips with more of an open mind as well. Maybe yeah. I don't know if um if people who are, so do pe- are people who are into hip hop like no, do a lot of really. say like Death Grips isn't yeah they're they're not really into Death Grips but boy do they just like more and more as of late do they love stealing Death Grips production style ah uh, yeah. okay so there's a whole thing about that then yeah gotcha well um I the hip hop stuff is like a new taste for me so it's sort of something to figure out and figure out how to learn and appreciate um the industrial stuff Mm. is very much something i already know how to appreciate yeah it's like noises and chaos it's great it's it's beautiful little noises it's great it's something that i instantly knew how to fall in love with and did fall in love with right off the bat so that helped me kind of gave me an in you will be perfectly fine going into No Love Deep Web. It's even more just abrasive and spacey and mechanical and soulless. Yeah, I love that shit. Love, love, love that shit. Good stuff. Um, Glad mm -hmm. you enjoy. Yeah, so Death Grip seems really cool. Um, And I watched the first six episodes of Rick and Morty Mm -hmm. because um, I really like Community by Dan Harmon. Mm -hmm. And um, that is the show that he made when he got fired from community for a season mm-hmm. and was very, very sad. So it's just really, really high concept sci-fi filtered through like an adult swim cartoon. Okay. And, um, so a lot of it is like 
can be it, there's probably there's big big old content notice for all, some stuff that could make people really uncomfortable in that show yeah. and um also stuff it could i think the whole point of the show is like making you feel deeply existentially uncomfortable <laughs> um like i kept having like i came away from that show feeling sad and weird and kind of just gross um not, not there's the stuff that i that i said was like people may want to be wary of before going into the show but then there's just stuff like um uh the characters watching themselves die um <laughs> and having to bury their own bodies weird <laughs> um because the the guy destroys the destroys um turns everybody on the planet into monsters mm-hmm. and then it flashes forward and it says, wow, I can't believe you solved everything that so easily. You just completely averted that catastrophe. And then they walk up to a little device. Oh, the, the, the whole idea is that it's kind of like um, the Back to the Future scientist yeah, and Doc his Brown. friend. Yeah. Except actually fucked up and dysfunctional. And he's recklessly endangering this kid. <laughs> um, so he walks up to, they walk up to this device after saving everybody, turn a screw, and it explodes and kills them both. And... The guys we've been following step through a portal, and instead of actually like solving anything, they just went to a different dimension where they did solve everything, and then they died immediately afterwards. So they just bury the bodies and take the place of themselves, and don't actually save the day at all. Wow. It's really it's really mind bendy and fucky, and it kind of it's like the most fucked up episodes of Doctor Who or Community just taken all the way. Um, and every episode is like that. <laughs> wow. So, cool stuff. Cool. So I'll watch more of that, and hopefully that'll be cool. Um, so I played three Super Nintendo RPGs. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm in the process of the third one, with, or rather I'm watching Anna play the third one. Mm-hmm. So the very first, so um, Anna and I played through almost all of Secret of Mana. The um, number I don't, seven game on the SNES. According to Sliders yeah. and Socks. Um, I really, really don't like that game at all. I don't uh, either. Yeah. Just, I um, <laughs> I think it's sort of a hack RPG. <laughs> and not I just think... like hack. He doesn't mean hack and slash, folks. He means... No, I mean hack. like, yeah. I feel like it's a bunch of people throwing something together very cynically to... um. <laughs> Kind of f- not to like f- what's the word for like facts for like as a facsimile of yeah. what a new good JRPG is like. I think every design decision and aesthetic decision in that game is meant to give the appearance that it's deeper and more interesting and nuanced than it actually is. Um, like the ring system, yeah, like that menu. I think the only reason it's there is to make it seem more new and complicated and interesting than it is when a, when the like the Dragon Quest menu would have been way clearer and simpler to use. Yeah. But they threw in this thing to make it seem more complicated and cool and new. What are you going to say? Hmm? Oh, you you hmm. yeah. So um and then the combat is like I feel like the stuff where your attacks just fade through them. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's all there to make it seem like it's more laborious than it actually is and more complicated than it actually is. The, I think the music 
it only exists in the form it does because and the, the music makes it seem like this mysterious forest is something mysterious and nuanced and interesting when and it it's is. not it's all a lie <laughs> it's just a big fucking lie that's the secret of mana that's hey. the secret of mana well, you yeah. shoot yourself out of cannons to go everywhere. <laughs> oh, the mode seven. The way, like, when you play Final Fantasy IV, oh you go God. up on the airship and you just move around the ship and it's clear. You know which way is north. You know it's the same way you've been playing the whole game. When we play it in Secret of Mana, it does the whole mode seven shit. Um, and when the, the fact that the levels um, are seemingly connected and you have this big interconnected world... But in actuality, they're just divided into a bunch of harshly segmented levels, and you teleport between them with cannons and then a dragon. So it seems like something like Zelda or Dark Souls or whatever, and then it's not. Um, the the climax, one of your main characters dies for reasons that they bring up right before the final boss, and then it ends on like a fadeaway of that character's ghost. The end delicately writes itself. Oh, isn't this so deep and resonant? Totally. But it's it's not. It's just bullshit. I can't believe. Fuck, oh, man! You're getting hit this game. Oh. So I'm I'm I, I and then I was like Anna quit. Anna was like, no, I've had fucking enough of this. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna power through and beat it tonight on my own. And then we got to Pure Land, and I was like, oh. So now you're going to get fucking hard, too. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and then I watched the rest of it on YouTube. Not, like, all of it. I skipped around because most of it was dungeon crawling. Yeah. Like, most of that game is. Um, and not the good kind. Ooh. That, that whole... That, I, I, I don't remember any climax that feels like such an endurance test. And I failed, like, two hours before it finished. Um, and I play Dragon Quarter and Saga. So maybe I'll turn on cheats and play the rest of it with Reed. <laughs> he said he might be down for that. I, I have to go back to this game now after hearing you. You are the guy who played Sonic fucking Adventure multiple times. And like all these weird like Game Boy RPGs, Dragon Quarter, and fucking Secret of Mana is the game that breaks you? Like what? It's just it's so boring. Is it's it just, bo- you said it's boring? It's boring. That- it's boring, and it's an endurance. It's an endurance test because it's so boring. Um. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a big it's a big fucking lie. I want like, secret like, mana. If you two kind of play this game together, I want, me off. If if you two play this game together, I want you to stream it because I want to yeah, hear. I want to hear. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to hear Red's no world fall apart. Well, I have, I have to revisit has, this game. On also, my own all of the big, the big, um, important nar- dramatic narrative beats that all get stuffed in right at the end because nothing else fucking happens mm-hmm. um, in the whole game. Um, the mana tree getting destroyed, stuff like that. Right. Oh, a uh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute, Eris dies. All of that happened. All all of that stuff happens in Final Fantasy Adventure, the game that came right before it. Right. All of the big emotional beats in Secret of Mana are just ripped off straight from that game, and that game does it better. Mm-hmm. And it has the whole interconnected world, and it has a clear menu, and it has combat that actually makes sense where you just hit things and then they you, they get hit, which 
I guess is some bizarre asinine notion um, of hitting things and then they get hit. <laughs> so is this is <coughs> sorry? Plus, Secret all this adventure Man- is eight hours long. But like, so, Secret yeah. of Mana two is Seiken Densetsu two, right? Yeah, Secret of Mana, Seiken Densetsu two, Final Fantasy Adventure. Yeah, is Seiken so, Densetsu one? But is it the same staff? Do you know that? I have no. I like, don't know. I didn't look into it. Because the way you're talking about it, it sounds like this is like the Saga three of that series. Maybe or of like a hey, different you know team you know came in and just tried to make it, that game again. You know but what makes it. it the worst thing of all? They remade Final Fantasy Adventure, and all they did was strip was make it more like Secret of Mana. <laughs> <laughs> they added in the ring system. They made harshly segmented levels instead of a continuous world. And they made it longer. And the only thing they didn't add from Secret of Mana was the co-op. The one thing about that game that oh, actually geez. is like <laughs> unique and maybe interesting. Yeah. And they didn't add that thing. <laughs> so so they made a SNES? remake of the better game and just added in all this bullshit that wasn't thought through in the first place because it was in the game that people liked, so therefore it's better. It's on Ooh. GBA, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though, because it feels like you could take those complaints you're making and kind of apply mm-hmm. them to all video games. Like, ooh, the music in the forest is mysterious. Like, since I haven't played Secret of Mana in... You know, since it came out, I just thought of the music in the forest from Chrono Trigger, which is mysterious. Yeah. Or like, oh, they're just using Mode 7 to show off. Like, so did Final Fantasy 6. I, I think it's a little bit um, tacky in that game, too. But it's that game sort of has that mess, a lot of that mess going on anyway, that it sort of feels like a coherent aesthetic, sort of yeah. like Final Fantasy 7's mess. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like it's, I, I think it's sort may of dumb and tacky in 6, too. <laughs> The best game, but it feels like a game where the illusion was shattered for you when you saw video games are bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously music can add can create some kind of new resonance in an experience that wouldn't be there otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I linked to Super Mario Land One and said that this game has a better control of how audio affects narrative than Secret of Mana. <laughs> wow! Because I think Super Mario Land One is sort of a weirdly gorgeous game and how it kind of creates this specific atmospheric effect with its music and how it comes together with the experience of playing the game um i don't know i think i think the views i think like when you hear listen to the really pretty some of the really pretty but kind of like in a generic way music and secret of mana and how it just seemed like a continuous thread where every single decision they made in that game was to give the appearance that there was something going on when there wasn't. Hey, John. Yeah? Oh, that boss theme is so bad, and there's so many bosses, and they're all terrible. They're terrible. All of the... Because the combat's bad, and then the bosses just make it that much more obvious. Because, oh. And then they just... Resprite the same bosses like th- two or three times. Yeah. Damn. Oh, are there more that... spiky tigers? Yes, there are. Yes, there are. <laughs> so that game, Secret of Man- I don't think Secret of Mana would be offensive if it weren't for Sword of Mana, the remake Ugh. of Final Fantasy Adventure. Because when you when you attach it to Sword of Mana, it's just like here is everything 
bad about video games <laughs> in a little microcosm is take seeing these decisions, seeing like them appreciated in this weird way, and then just attaching them to this older, better thing without just any thought whatsoever. So second and Setsu three never came out here. No, my my friend somehow I'll have to survive without that game in my life. There is a translation of that in English, I yeah. believe. My friend and his girlfriend played through that, and they said they liked it pretty good. <laughs> Lots of people like these games, actually. <laughs> Lots of people I respect and think are very smart. Good, I, I, and your experiences are legitimate. Mine are different. La di da, kumbaya. Well, it seems um, like a more polished game from what I played of it because I got it off of him, and. It seemed to compass because I have played a little bit of Secret Mana with him fairly recently, and it does seem mm-hmm. a little bit more polished, I guess you could say. Like some of the more rough edges around Secret of Mana aren't there. I but, wonder if you took out the if you if you kind of polished it up and made it feel a lot better to play, how much I would how much the stuff would resonate with me because I feel how much I, these complaints would come through because I feel like a lot of these issues are pretty deep in there but right. yeah i guess you could fix the i guess you could fix the um um rate the menu system you could fix the combat you could g- give the story more actual momentum throughout the whole thing instead of just trying to hammer some kind of on the nose beats at the end yeah um yeah there's a lot of stuff oh and make the levels actually fit together yeah um just take all the little lies and turn them into truths like Final Fantasy Adventure did. Mm. So um, I don't I don't get really... I, I feel like I get a little caught up in being a- angry at games sometimes when I do play games I don't like because it doesn't happen very often. Right. Um, it usually only happens when I don't listen to Polly. <laughs> Anna and I put down the controller and we're like, the listen is always listen to Polly. Exactly! But, but if I did that, then I would never have played Sonic Adventure and Saga. So, you know... <laughs> So, I don't know. Think of how much so, better your life would be. I was going to say earlier, though. So, we didn't get Seiken Densetsu 3, but what we did get was Secret of Evermore. Yeah. Which That's looks what... fucking kick-ass. Oh, really? Yeah. You should play like that. Secret. I want to know. It's a bunch like of people Evermore. that kind of liked Secret of Mana and then did it infinitely better, <laughs> as I understand it. I like Evermore myself. Yeah. Oh, I, well, the, here's, what, here's where I was like, all right, I have to play Secret of Evermore. Um, was when I opened up a video and then he slashed his sword over a monster and the monster did a little dodge animation and a big word bubble popped up that said, Miss! So, whoa! So when my attack misses the monster, it tells me that I missed! What a novel concept! Dragon Quest didn't even figure that out until the first game. But, you know, it's, I get it. Secret of Man, it's hard. It's hard to figure that stuff out. Telling the player that they missed so that they don't think that the hit detection is just weird or that they just fucked it up and they're the bad ones. They're wrong. Oh, I'm so <laughs> terrible. I can't, why can't I play this game right? Oh, I missed? There's evasion? What? So I want to play Secret of Evermore and never play Second Densetsu 3. Um, I, w- I would support this. Oh, I'm pretty sure Dabali. You know what? I, from what I've heard of Dawn of Mana, oh. I feel like I'd probably like that game more. I think I have that. 
Isn't it just like a 10-hour dungeon crawl where you hit stuff and then it actually gets hit? Yeah, it's just like... It's, it, it reminds like me of a top-down PSO. What is that yeah. for? Uh, DS. Okay. No, I no, no. no Don of Mana was on the PS2. Children of Mana was on the DS. Oh, oh that one. God. Okay, I played the DS one. And then the Dawn of Mana, there's like a bunch of boxes that you can hit around and they have like physics effects. Yeah. So... Well, that sounds more appealing to me than. They wouldn't have anything to say about Legend of Mana. That game. It's an alright um, beat 'em up. Yeah, that game looks fine, actually. It's actually by the guy who. It was produced by the guy at Kawazu who does the Saga games. Yeah. Okay. That explains a lot. No, the Saga games are fucking great, except when they're. <laughs> I'd rather play. Just, I'd rather just play humor him. Um. Okay. I like somebody. They finally finished the translation patch to Romancing Saga, and I was like, I like that game more than Secret of Mana. Um, Romancing Saga is like Fucking basically crazy. unplayable. That's the one you and, did the LP video of, right? Yeah, it's basically Fucking unplayable. Crazy. And I only played it, <laughs> basically I play unplayable. it for the five hours, and it doesn't have any of the interesting ideas of like um, the two first two saga games on the Game Boy, but like. The the experiments there feel honest. They feel like they're actually trying to stab at something new and interesting and failing miserably. Um, it doesn't feel like... I, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is that Secret of Man is kind of pretentious, where it's grasping at these ideas, where it's get, holding up these ideas to give the appearance of more import than what's there. And Romancing Saga feels a lot more honest to me. All right, that basically unplayable. Yeah, the John Thayer I just, story. Yeah, we need to be better about taking quotes from John, just putting them on box arts. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> be so I wouldn't feel like. I don't think you'd be misrepresenting Romancing Saga one if you on the SNES if you put basically unplayable on the box art. <laughs> I also don't think you'd be. I don't. I also don't think you'd be misrepresenting it if you put like more honest and interesting than Secret of Mana. <laughs> okay I'm really sorry I know a lot of people probably really like that game and I feel like a jerk um, I but never it, feel like a jerk when I piss it, people off it feels really good though to get like mad at, a, mad at something right yeah it's, it's great. just it's it can be nice. yeah so this is very cathartic to me and I apologize if it's kind of hurting you to listen to <laughs> nobody's gonna listen this long honestly cool we're at three and a half hours we're at the safety zone nobody's cool. listening at this point cool so obviously after I finished that I had to wash the taste out of my mouth um cause video games are bullshit mm-hmm. um <laughs> Anna played 10 hours of Persona 3 mm-hmm. and was just like okay video games are okay again but this is also way too sad for me right now <laughs> um so she dropped that for now but she, I watched her play Persona 3 and I was like hmm these Megami Tensei games are pretty cool I remember liking these a lot Oh, look, I've got the first Shin Megami Tensei on my phone from when they released it last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, like, poured a hot bath and made a cup of tea and then played three hours of Shin Megami Tensei on my phone and then for the next four or five days just basically did that. Um, Never and... left the bath. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that game is so much better. <laughs> that game is so good. Um, it's a hard, hardcore dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Um you're filling in mazes, first-person mazes. Just a whole bunch of filling in first-person mazes. 
but they attach just enough like context and import to the filling in first person mazes and it's it's i found it to be a pretty easy game Mm -hmm. um but it was still kind of strategic enough to hold my interest and um i didn't actually start i I was feeling I was doing everything basically guideless for almost the whole game, and then finally, in the like the very long last dungeon for the last um, eight or so floors, I was like, okay, I'm looking at a map <laughs> um, because I did the neutral path. So you have to do the fat last dungeon. There's like two halves of the last dungeon, depending on if you're going law or new or chaos, mm-hmm. and if you're neutral, you do both. And there's two Ooh. final bosses. Oh damn. So I just did had to do both. So I was like, okay, I'm ready to look at a map now. But um, it has like it everything. Everything is in first person. Doing these mazes, uh, except for um, a little overworld that's um, very cl- clearly communicated what places you can go into and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a problem I had with Shin Megami Tensei Four. Um, yeah, comparing that, that was my main point of reference playing this was four because I found four to be a very cluttered game with a whole bunch of stuff I didn't really feel was needed in needed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first Shin Megami Tensei is very stripped down, very simple. Um, everything feels like it has its place, mm. and but it was like twenty five hours long, which is exactly as long as it needed to be. It didn't need to be it certainly didn't need to be any longer. And by the time I finished it, I had a nice little catharsis, and I think that game is very good. I I feel like if you like the other Shin Megami Tensei games, then you can know that the a lot of the core of what makes those compelling is present in the very first game, which is cool. Neat. Um, and Anna and I started Earthbound because she still needed more palate cleansing. Um, and well, then we why played would you it. give her a crap game? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so after playing Secret of Mana and Shin Megami Tensei, Earthbound is like really progressive in comparison um, than either of those because Earth- Shin Megami Tensei is like super old guard, fantasy star, ultimate wizardry. And then Secret of Mana is like, let's make a new school JRPG and just not put any actual thought into how we're going to do it. And then... Earthbound is like Dragon Quest, but then they make all these little changes um, to make it more accessible, more immediately fun to play, move faster. Um, It even does the thing where everything is an interconnected world. It does that thing that um, Secret of Mana does, but then actually follows through with it. Um, I really like... That's one of my... like all, All of the praise I laud on video games and your sagas and shouldn't get me tenses and whatever earthbound has always been on a whole other tier and that game and it's sequel or some of my five or so like favorite games ever and Anna's loving it which is pretty cool oh god help her if she hated it oh yeah <laughs> no no <Divorce>. I'd... <laughs> <laughs> I'd survive I'm really glad she's liking it I'm really glad she liked Persona 4 and I'm really glad she liked Chrono Trigger I mean, if she didn't like Chrono Trigger, you could have been just like, oh, I guess she doesn't like video games. Yeah. yeah. Just stop the like, experiment well, there. We're just going to write off that thread. <laughs> gonna have right. to find video games are over. Going to just have to connect with my love of my life in other ways. Um, yep, yeah, and that's me. All right. Can I just say one quick thing? Uh, I 
kind of find myself kind of on a JRPG kick now that I'm replaying Final Fantasy VII. I, I did, so I even thought to myself earlier this week, like, maybe I should play Earthbound after I'm finished this. I think that's a really good idea. And then I thought, maybe I could play Panzer Dragon Saga instead. Why did you do that? Because that game is better. That's mm. my maybe maybe I'll alright maybe in maybe in a little bit I'll commit to playing Panzer's Dragon Saga and you can play Earthbound. We'll see. Okay. What is that Earthbound. for anyway? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. What, what's Panzer Dragon for? Sega oh, Saturn. Saturn. Oh, that's on that's on my like 15 or so top tier. I need to play this <laughs> list. Games that he already knows he loves. List. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, that's basically what it is. It's basically Dark Souls, so yeah. yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, Panzer Dragon Saga had like an insanely limited run in the U.S. Like, yeah. poss- possibly ten thousand copies or something. Excellent. So even more expensive than Sakoden Two on Amazon. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, oh god, at least three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I think maybe up to six hundred now. I don't know. Holy shit. Weird. The one weird thing with Earthbound is that um, a lot of people don't realize playing it that the L button is like an all-purpose X yeah, button. You can play it button. with one. You can play it with one hand. So exactly. it's like Bayonetta before Bayonetta came out. <laughs> Earthbound. It's like Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> They're similar so, in every way. So people. So a lot of people boot it up and are like, "Oh, this is like Dragon Quest, where I have to open the menu to talk to people." But no, you can just press X. You can just press L. Yeah. And oh. I mapped it to the X button on the controller oh. or emulator. Okay, that's good because when I did, I actually tried yeah. to play Earthbound once, and the menu shit immediately put me off it. Yeah, no, you you have an you have an all-purpose com, um, control button, yeah. and I once would... you know that, then the menu itself actually feels very stripped down and clean in comparison to stuff like you know what. <laughs> I would they make it L? I guess. It's a I guess one hand, but you could yeah, hold, like you could hold it with one hand, babe, because you've got the D-pad there and you've got your confirm <laughs> button. Yeah, so you can play, you can do everything short of um, canceling out of yeah menus. So um, yeah, or or Reed, I think you'd really, I think you'd probably have a really good time with Earthbound, especially since you liked Mother Three. Yeah, uh, it's it's not as like hardcore on the feelings every couple hours as Mother Three yeah. is. So I think what, instead of trying to hammer, trying to recommend it to people on the basis of feelings mm-hmm. is maybe de- ineffective. And really, I think Earthbound is more of like a predecessor to stuff like Paper Mario or yeah. um, Mario Luigi. Yeah. Where Which it's I haven't a played. Fun, or, oh, okay. It's a, it's a fun, light parody RPG. And then it happens to also build to a really, to a cup, a hand, a tiny handful of really beautiful moments that become kind of the center of its sequel. And I think that's everything. Earthbound's great. Shin Megami Tensei is great. Video games are cool. Early access still sucks. <laughs> all right. Okay, so with that that all out of the way, um, let's let's like uh, now that we know early access is poopy and all that, <laughs> stuff, all that fun stuff. Um, since our listeners are probably asleep by now, uh, let's go over some news. Uh, they pulled Arkham Knight from Steam, the new Batman oh, game. Yeah, yeah, I think we alluded to this a bit earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> The poor, the poor game. Uh, it's, it's, it's and it's like that, that story's like still going. Yeah, it's still not back up. Might be a while. Jeez. Jeez. So, like last podcast, you asked me, "Oh, do we need to cover Steam refunds?" This is really big news, and I'm like, "Yes, this is a big fucking deal." 
<laughs> and, and, now like, like, and, and then like, yeah, and now it comes to pass that, yeah, it's a good thing that we did kind of go over that, because... Yep. I can't... I didn't expect to get a real reaction from the refund policy this quickly, though. Yeah. Like, because this is, like, the first big game since it went into effect, and then... It's, like, literally two weeks after it went into effect, yeah. we have our first big AAA game come out, and it's like, oh, nope, that game shit the bed. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, if this had been the policy when Mortal Kombat came out, they yeah. probably would have pulled it. Yeah, so, and it's just like, and Warner was pretty fucking slow about getting that shit fixed. Yeah, yeah Warner geez. did put that out too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Warner's, Shit. Warner's getting quite the track record here. Oh my god. And yeah, I feel, I, people, I just, I just people feel... People keep talking about that. People keep caring a lot about that Batman game. I just feel really it's, bad for Dave Lang. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what's, what's his relationship with he's the Batman a, He's a head of Iron Galaxy, and they handled the port, but... Did it's they like, handle it, or did they do extra support? We it's don't hard to say. Like there, nobody can really say. Oh, poor like Dave Lang. But Dave, Dave Lang is Dave Lang is such a good dude, and like mm-hmm. I can't see like him wanting to put his name on something like that if there wasn't going to be some kind of promise of quality at least. And I couldn't see that whole project coming out of Iron Galaxy because they're such a small studio. Yeah. Who is he? I mean, I'm not familiar with the guy. Uh, he's he's just a pretty well-known head of Iron Galaxy. He's a very like he's been in the business for years and years. Like that dude was programming back like on Super Nintendo and N64 Ooh. stuff. So wow, Wait, the is, guy... he, is he why is he why Giant Bomb cares about Windjammers? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You will never get another Windjammers. They made also, Dive um, Kick as well. Also, Iron Galaxy did Dive Kick. Yeah, they did yeah. Dive Kick, and Dive Kick cool. is fantastic. But yeah, this is just kind of like like the Batman thing keeps going. Like Patrick Klepek did, you know, that story the other day of like people talking about like how Warner saw this, you know, like this thing, and they were just like, "Nah, it's good enough." Yeah, like realistically, they just should have delayed the PC version. Yeah, and like, like it's mm-hmm. not that uncommon. Like it's everybody does it. Yeah. And like for what it's worth, they did their due diligence in getting the console versions pretty good. Apparently, like, yeah. But yeah, the PC version just should have been delayed. And then there's and then now there's, basically has been. And then there's the other side coming out now, where it's like Warner isn't the one that decides who handles the ports. What? It's Rocksteady. <laughs> so 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 it's like now it's come back oh. like okay, well maybe Rocksteady's the one that said no, this port's good enough. So <laughs> it's just like so it's like you've got like sources from both camps kind of going back and forth, and it's just like this is going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Yeah, and, ha- and how it, sure. And how it plays out come this fall when like the big games start hitting, and if somebody's going to have a shitty launch, you know, you need to better you, you better have all your ducks in a row, you know, because the refund policy, you know, it's there now, and it's our, you know, we've got precedent to prove that it can and will be used. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what about that Mad Max game? Eh, looks, yeah. like I mean, a, looks like a yeah. licensed game to me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's coming on the horizon, so... It looks like what Mad Max looked like it was going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Like, uh... like, the, like, seriously, like, 70% of what makes Mad Max really cool to me is the, um, is the really cool gender politics stuff, and I don't trust the licensed oh, no. game people to follow <laughs> no, through that at no, all. No. The trailer was already... They've already fucked up the yeah. the the Fury Road uh, comic releases. So yeah, the comic or just comics were garbage. It is garbage, just to the utter degrees. So Ugh. not I, trusting the licensed comics either. The co- licensed game either. 
I was just more along the lines like if this game come out being buggy as shit, you know, then that'll get returned too. Yeah, if yeah. anything, like like with this Steam policy being in effect, you know, this is the good thing. This is the part that mm-hmm. I wanted to see working. It's just like triple A game comes out, shows that it didn't have the work it needed put into it. It gets its yeah. ass thumped. Yep. Yeah. What, what I'm just worried about now is our developers just going to go, oh fuck, fuck PC then. See, uh, that's just something we're going to have to wait and see shake out. I guess yeah. you know, it's well, like it's like I mentioned earlier. I think you're going to have a you're going to have a void there where if, if they abandon it, there will be someone that to fill in that void. I mean, it, it may not be immediate, but I think it's you're starting to see it happen. Adam Smith's invisible hand. <laughs> so, it's yeah. weird with video games, though, because those are such specific products like, yep, there's nothing like Skyrim or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Batman, it's it's a saga. <laughs> yeah, I just see so many people on my Twitter feed that are like, yeah, I'm playing this new Batman game, and I just don't like it at all. And I'm just like, what did you expect? <laughs> oh, what a surprise. I was, what I've seen of it played anyway, it's, I was impressed with it. I've watched my I friend play it over a I guess it's just people who, like, don't, who don't seem like, who aren't the kind of people that usually jump onto those kind of games, I guess. Right, and, right. Yeah. People who are like me who see those kind of games that are just like, I don't care at all. I really liked Arkham Origins, which is the one everybody hates. <laughs> and I, even need I, to, I, I need to actually give Arkham Asylum like a really, really good playthrough, I think, because I, I love I really never played that. I really love stealth games. I played through that. It's a that stealth was... game and a beat 'em up. Like your two favorite things. Yeah, it's like I've really got to give mm. that a, a nice thorough playthrough. It's not at some that point. long either. No, it's not. Which is why you know I really should. You know what? Maybe for next podcast, I'll have something to say about it. You could tune in cool. for it, Vanner. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be cool. <laughs> Wait, didn't you didn't you say that you started Dragon Quarter? Yeah, I started Dragon Quarter. I've got two hours into it so far, Ooh. but I'm gonna have to have something in between all that frustration. True. Yeah, Just you haven't like... actually. You probably haven't gone to the D counter yet, where nope. it starts like counting down to your. <laughs> to your permanent death. It's like I've got like with every what is step. It, what is it with every game I'm like RPG I'm playing this year? Parasite Eve had penis energy and now I've got a dick counter. <laughs> the D counter. Yeah, me, and, me and John were talking about Dragon Quarter someone we had text chat last time cuz my friend and he really likes Breath of Fire but he didn't care much for Dragon Quarter. And I did play some of that with him. Cuz Breath of Fire fans are dumb. It's an interesting game. I didn't grow up with any of those games, really, so I guess I'm a little bit more maybe level-headed about it, or maybe just more objective or ambivalent. Breath of Fire 3 makes me happy. Mm. My objective my objective um, opinion is that Breath of Fire fans don't like Breath of Fire 5 or Dragon Quarter, so Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter, so therefore they are bad and dumb, and all the preceding Dragon Breath of Fire games are probably bad and dumb. I like, I like Breath of Fire Three gets my endorsement, John. Okay. If, if anything, you know, Breath of Fire Three gets my endorsement. Cool. And Four has the pretty sprites. And oh tubes. God, Four is so gorgeous, but I don't like playing it. It's so boring. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So, what other news do we have? Because I see a big one here, and it's making me all kinds of happy in my little panties. <laughs> well, do you want to just say it then? Zero's Escape Three announced. Yay. But, but this really Woo. doesn't. I don't think this comes as a surprise to anyone because when the four, when the four sure. when the fourfinity.co site went up, I, I like I don't think it was obvious, but like the font really read Zero's Escape to Uh-oh. me. 
I didn't see any of that at all. Yeah, there was I like a made... weird, like, it looked like a timer, but it was kind of more, like, it hardly moved. Like, I don't know when it moved, but then, like, as as time went on, like, random words would start appearing to float across the screen. <laughs> cool. Uh, it was an interesting little thing, but, li- like, it, I kind of figured that this was, uh, you know, Virtue's Last Reward 3 or whatever they're calling the damn things. Yeah. I just remember last year, like, them saying, like, that series was on hiatus and people were freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. The second one ended, like, on a cliffhanger, right? Um, like, if you got the true ending, it has a really, really good stinger at the end that's just like, oh, what the fuck? Uh-huh. It makes your brain melt in half. Awesome. Those games are really good. Like, I, what, yeah, I would I, do, I, what I would do is I would play 999 on iOS because it takes it's out, out on iOS. What? What? Yeah, what? It, it takes out all the bull poop puzzles that you have to repeat through every freaking route, and they're terrible. Oh, Whereas, yeah, that's why I was weirded out. Like because it takes yeah. out puzzles. Whereas Virtue's Last Reward has unique puzzles for mm-hmm. every route and every scenario. Okay. So I really like Virtue's Last Reward. Okay, and Virtue's in VLR was the one that you like more anyway. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be missing out on the complete series experience if I played it on iOS? No, I don't think so. The puzzles All just right. the puzzles aren't super great in uh, 999. They're just kind of there as a stopgap between uh, the uh, visual novel I like novel visual com- I like visual I think I <laughs> I think I could like visual novels. I haven't really sunk into one, but 999 is what I've been Yeah, it's really it's really really good. It, it it has a fun way of like I think that there's only one puzzle in the game where you would be missing out on something narrative because it's very, very uh, tied to how one of the characters perceives something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how they handle that specific thing uh, in the iOS version. I actually had Rhett solve that for me. Gotcha. Wait, I, couldn't really? so- I couldn't solve that puzzle. You solved it for I me. I kind of don't remember that. It's a Sudoku puzzle. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Those are easy. I don't like those things. Oh, I love Sudoku. Or I did for a while until I realized they're actually just the same puzzle every time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So that's great news, like, for people that love 999 and Virtue's Last Reward. Um, We're doing something a little different this time. Uh, Can I say one more thing for news? Sure. So if you like unlikely sequels to franchises, 2015's your year. (laughs) <laughs> we got Shenmue 3, Zero Escape 3, and uh, Comcept started teasing something that looks a whole lot like Mega Man Legends 3 successor. Oh, oh God. yeah. That looks so I pandering. I don't care. I just kind of <laughs> I I shook like my head at how obvious it is. Red and like, Ash, Redash. And like all of the all of the like the little the 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 the, the text is just all so very like, yeah, this is the story of Mega Man Legends 3. Like so, not not Mega Man Legends Three's story, but the story of how Mega Man Legends Three <laughs> was co- was concepted and then burned canceled. to the ground. God, that's some fun. legends never die. Oh yeah, what uh, Tron Bond is on PSN. Yeah, that that happened. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's so I, weird. But it doesn't have the doesn't have legends on there. It, that's weird. That's that's a voice actor thing. But then oh, how did they wait, get Tron Bond? Wait, are you serious? I don't know. All I know is that the reason Mega Man Legends has not been re-released is because there's a problem with the uh, uh, licensing the voice acting on some degree. Huh, apparently, I heard the voice actor for Teasel Bond like went to prison. Oh, Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, for what? Do we want to know? I don't oh. think it was that bad. Oh. Like, 
Not like murder or something, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. That's weird. All right. But yeah, the thing is, like, voice and, like, just licensing stuff changed. Like, they didn't weren't thinking of digital releases in 95. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like a clusterfuck with, like, Konami handling their voice acting in rights. Silent with... Hill and stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Silent Hill, the remakes just re-recorded everything. Ugh. <laughs> uh. No, well, they 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 finally got the original voice acting into yeah, Silent everybody, Hill. Yeah, everybody signed and off, and then they botched it in every other yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they made it a not playable game. That's pretty uh-huh. garbage. Yeah, I didn't know about that until last year. I was like, "Holy shit, this is horrific." It's uh, really sad. It's just sad because that's a great game. Well, you can play game it on PC at least. least. At least three. You can get three for cheap on PC. Two, not yeah, but two's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like two and three. I like two and three equally. I like three the most, only because I think it just ties up the threads from the first game. And mm. two is—I'm not hating on two. I like two a lot, but yeah, I think three is like the video game sequel to that's Final a good point. one. That's a good. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, and it's and there's a lot of really really cool moments in that game. Absolutely, it's still them firing on all strings and just creating creepy imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did I say firing on all strings? Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're getting you, tired. You're still thinking. You're still thinking. Of, you're still thinking about that hot guitar I played at the start. <laughs> yeah. Just firing on all strings here. Pull out that yeah. harmonica, Vanner. Let's go. <laughs> I'll get that here in a minute. I'm kidding. I'm we're, we're not going to be here much longer. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. See. So we're doing something a little different with our questions this time. See if we get a little better input because apparently nobody likes sending email. Yeah. So um, before uh, before we started recording, I asked people on Twitter if they had any questions for us. Rhett. We actually did get one email a oh, couple days ago from oh, Raquel. We, okay, uh, well, we'll hit that first. Yep. Uh, and she wrote three questions in it, so... Okay. Yay! When writing a games list, i.e. top ten best games and such, what factors do you think matter most, such as legacy and what it did for games industry, replay value, graphics, story, etc.? What it means to me. Yeah, that's... What it, it means it to is, me. It is absolutely... In any list that I make, you know, even though I review like a lot of games on their technical merits, mm-hmm. um, my ultimate enjoyment of a game still comes down to if that game touched me in some way or if it means something from a certain point in my life. So my top, you know, X number of games of all time, whatever, is ultimately tied to where I was in life when I was, in, you know, when I partook of that game. Cool. Yeah. For me, it's always like how I felt about a game at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty pro- probably why I'll never actually be able to write like a top games list because comparing games from my childhood versus modern games is just fucking impossible. Like when I had my b- top fifty prototype, like I had Bubble Bobble next to Fallout Three. <laughs> it's wonderful. just like games are. It's vast. apples and oranges. <laughs> like games are vast. I guess so, I try to like. Oh, sorry. Continue. It's easier to do at least like a single generation list, like be a little more objective that way. And even then, like on the Gen Five list, it was hard for me to kind of work in Majora's Mask because that was something I had played last year instead of fifteen years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was easy for me. I put it at number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like constantly reevaluating my thoughts on a bunch of different games all the time. See, I like, think that that's. I think that that's good though. Yeah, it's exhausting, but it's good. Like, yeah. I, I, I played Zelda Wind Waker, like, what, eight years ago? Seven years ago? Mm-hmm. Played it through in, like, a week, nonstop, loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't touched it since, 
but I've kept like coming back to my memories of it and playing it. What are my thoughts of it? Reading criticism about it, having my opinion evolve often, sometimes so that I would like a game more later, sometimes less. Like when I beat Metroid Prime in the moment, I I actually really didn't like Metroid Prime when I when the credits were rolling. Wow. Um, then like, but after like a week of soul searching. It's like realizing no. just how wrong you were. No, that game was so good. I even wrote a big screed on the forum, and then like a week later, there's a thing that goes. Actually, I was completely wrong. <laughs> Never and mind. Did, and then you did that again with other M. Yeah, yeah. You defended that game, and then went well. Yeah, well, no, I have. I, God knows, I haven't played that game again. Um, I, but my thoughts certainly evolved on it. Um, so. I when hey, I, I when I make my, a, I know my review is kind of positive on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It was um like three socks and I gave it four. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I it's as of right now maybe it's just because I'm a lot younger. I'm younger than all of y'all. Yeah. Um. So my memories don't stretch back as far. So I can kind of think about all of these games from my memories of them and try to see how I feel about them now based on what I value in games now. I think, at least compared to me, like you started thinking critically about games way sooner than I did, where Mm -hmm. I only started like last year or whatever, Mm -hmm. like giving a shit. (laughs) So I'm just like, I don't know, Bubble Bobble was fun. I played it for like an hour. (laughs) Yeah, I played... 3D World Runner, best NES game. (laughs) (laughs) I played... 3D World Runner was the first like on the list of NES ROMs, so I actually played it to hell, played a ton of it. That's cool. Yep. That's the best NES game. What's the next question? Oh, naturally. <laughs> do you feel most games have balancing issue when it comes to graphics, gameplay, and story, or do you think most games seem to do a reasonable job with all three? Case-by-case basis. Yeah, I think it, if you're t- going to do, like, broad strokes, like, AAA games have issues with story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think trying to div- divvy them up like that is sort of a recipe for maybe... Bo- for it's the, it's the format that a lot of really boring criticism uses. Yeah, like yeah. the the checklist IGN review, like yeah. the graphics, the story, and the graphics, gameplay. Graphics nine point five, sound yeah. three point yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like, I don't like the fact that Secret of Mana has pretty music didn't really make me like it more. Yeah, <laughs> I just I kind of appreciated like what did this game have to speak to me? What did this game say to my soul? And it said nothing. Oh, it said nothing. And so if having pretty X or Y doesn't really change how I feel about it when it isn't saying anything to my soul. Yeah. But then, like, big publisher games just dump everything they have into graphics. And then yeah. you see Fulham <laughs> Wars. Like, that's the only thing that people matters is if this game is 720p or 900 p or... 90,000 mm-hmm. frames per second, 4K. There's, there's... Like, Sonic Generations is really pretty. <laughs> That's the funny thing. That game is so amazing looking. That game's really gorgeous. Absolutely. Like, part of the Batman controversy on PC was that Batman doesn't have rain on him. It's just like, <laughs> fucking come on, guys. Jesus like, But people Christ. are like, there's effects missing in the PC version. Like, oh no. Who cares? It's totally Still, prohibiting me from playing the game. That said, that game does look really cool. Like, Mm-hmm. Just visually, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. About it's got a play. style. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird that they made Batman into Grand Theft Auto. 
I don't know. It's it's I've watched I've watched my friend play it for several hours and it's I don't know. I, I'm actually kind of impressed with the continuity because there actually is continuity between the original Arkham Asylum and Arkham City and then I'm presuming Origins and this and they actually managed to tie it all together in a way it kind of makes sense. I'm like I'm kind of impressed. The thing it is, I do hear people praise the story. They do like what they're getting out of the story, at least. If you're, yeah. a, if you're a hardcore comic, you know, fan, I imagine you're probably like, holy shit, you know, you're probably going crazy over this. Yeah. I saw yeah. one person, uh, one critic I really liked had an article titled, I haven't read it yet, um, article, Arkham Knight has some of the best narrative design and some of the worst storytelling in video games. <laughs> Huh. And I was like, what does that mean? That sounds fascinating. So, <laughs> cool. like, Next question. Uh, is there a game you continued playing because you were invested in the story but didn't care for the gameplay? And for me, that is Spec Ops The Line. <laughs> where that game had a great story, but Jesus Christ, it's the most boring third-person shooter ever. <laughs> I think Sonic Adventure is all about the story. <laughs> You killed the poly. <laughs> I'm, dead. I'm dead. Good okay. job, John. Should we move on to the actual Twitter questions now? I, I, can't, I can't really think of a game that I only played. Uh, for st- like, if a game like in its mechanics don't jive with me, even if I yeah. like the story, I just can't. It's really hard. Yeah. Usually, I, usually I'll like find something about the mechanics that feels like it, it aids the story in some way. So like, even if it's not necessarily fun, it'll still be like kind of a co- complete thing. For me, it just feels like it gives the story AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fucking out of it right now. Let's go to Twitter questions. Go to Twitter okay. questions. Twitter. Freezing Inferno says, Dear John, when will you listen to Kate Bush's House of Love album? Okay, fucker. Um, Hounds of Love, not House. The, um, the, the goalposts keep changing because I listened to the two, first two Kate Bush albums and I had a great time. So, but now it's just the goalposts just instantly changed, and now it's suddenly this new Kate Bush album, and it's like, Uh-oh. so uh, I'll never ever ever be, f- <laughs> so they'll never be satisfied. <laughs> you see, you see, you see, I never said to John, John, listen to Death Grips. Hey, John, listen, li- you know, listen to X Military, John. Listen to X Military, John. <laughs> listen okay. to the Money Store, John. Listen to the Money Store, John. Listen to No, I, De- I, no I, Love I, Deep Web, John. <laughs> he, he should know that that the fucker thing was meant very, very, very facetiously. And that I did not, I told him like every step of the way, like if I get annoyed at the, um, at the assertions to listen to Kate Bush, I would tell him. And then when he told me, um, about Kate Bush last time on Skype, I said, okay, wait. (laughs) So he knows now. Okay. Okay. Tengu Gemini says, Polly, have you played either the SNES or PCE versions of ease four? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well then. Easy peasy. Well, these are getting oh. easier. Yeah, they're way better. Less well, brain well, meat. They're definitely simpler. Uh, Boner says, what is everyone's favorite pizza topping and, and why is Rhett's sausage? <laughs> What's your favorite it's not. It's mushroom. Right? Yeah. Cheese. Anna's is cheese. Uh, let's see. What would a pizza be without cheese? Oh wow! That's a good point. I feel like I feel like I feel like it has to be cheese now. I'm going with I'm going with spinach. Whoa, really? I like like spinach. spinach. I just had a fucking awesome calzone a couple of days ago. Over cheese, like, would you have like? (laughs) 
a slice of bread and then just a bunch of spinach on it. Hell like, yeah! Give me a spinach yeah. sandwich. Cheese. Cheese is assumed. Yeah, cheese. She- oh, kind of cheese is assumed. Oh well. Now we're all just getting all complicated on this, huh? We're adding all these extra rules to the question. Look, God, defi- God defined a pizza as God defined a pizza. sauce and cheese. I'm gonna... not God sauce and spinach. I'm taking this to the Supreme Court. Can we just make meat a topping here? Meat is good. Yeah, sure. Meat is pretty awesome. I've, every pizza I, have, I ever eat has meat on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a vegetarian. I've had I've had uh, pizza with just um, mushrooms, uh, mushrooms, spinach, and uh, pineapple. That sounds. Oh, you had me till pineapple. It that sounds really, like blasphemy. It's really Polly good. likes the Sonic Adventure of pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blasphemy of Sonic Adventures. <laughs> All right. Any more questions? Uh, Poncho Smith writes in, if you guys were the Beastie Boys, who would who be? I, and I had swear story. to God, we've, we've answered not, this one. We've answered that one before. I don't remember what so, our answers were, but I know Beastie we answered Boys. it. Go, so go listen to every past episode and maybe you'll find <laughs> Yeah, you will find the answer there, Poncho. I guarantee it. It's there. I know we've answered it. Because you can't, you won't, and you don't stop. Okay. Byron Hulcher writes in, can I upgrade my weapons fast plus 10 in Dark Souls? Yes, and you yet- can. The answer is yes, there's an item that lets you go to plus 15. Yes, it's a very large ember, and it is in... Um, large ember? Very large ember. Very, <laughs> the very large ember. It is it's in, in New Londo Ruins. Not to be confused with the big... Ruins. <laughs> Everyone's just gonna die. Yeah, we're just dead. Okay, last just one. Just go into All New right. Londo Ruins one... the second you start the game and oh, find it. Yes. Easy peasy. It's underwater there, though. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Raquel Frankson is rule one of the Sox cast. Don't delay Sox cast. What will Jonathan's punishment be? My name's John. <laughs> she wrote Jonathan. I had to read I it. I know she wrote Jonathan. <laughs> Ooh, Anna just called Raquel a poop face. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to let her have the last word. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're not listening to this anymore. Because we're barely we're barely I, recording this anymore. Remember last time when you did the thing and you were like everybody messaged Rhett on Twitter. Yeah, how many people? Days. How many people love you, Rhett? Yeah, Raquel does. Aww. She's the one that listens. Aww. So you got the kinda... only one that listens. So you. Sorry, you're not a poop face. She's not listening. She won't listen. She won't. She listen. listened last time. Nobody's gonna listen to a four-hour episode. No, but I'll make it worth her while, real quick. So, <clears throat> okay. So I want I want to save this for the last, oh, real quick. God. This won't take but a minute. I, I thought Anna was going to get the last word. Okay, go but, for it. Okay, uh, where I live is very interesting. Is even though it geographically doesn't look that interesting, because of something interesting that happened there once upon a time about a hundred years ago. Uh, my town hung an elephant. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, you ever seen, like, on a political flame war where like, there'll be, like, Republicans and Democrats fighting with each other? You know, someone will pull out, like, a hanging elephant and yeah, black yeah. and white shit. That's real. That happened here where I'm, where I'm at, where I live. Oh, my God. This yeah. Is, wonderful. Is, is that it? <laughs> no. But, no, it's yes. like, there's, like, a, there's like an interesting story here. Uh, there was a carnival that came through here. 
Oh my uh, god, nobody cares! <laughs> Anna really oh, wow. wants to play Earthbound. Oh. Okay. Alright, um, Vanner, um, with that said, um... <laughs> well, Murderous, where... Mary, Murderous Mary, go look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Go. Okay, where can we find you if we want to find you and stuff? Oh, me? Yeah. Nah, I'm just... I, 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 I'm off the grid, as it were. I don't... I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Alright, alright. John! Farwaytimes.com. Rhett! Oh. <laughs> In consequential existence.com. The podcast loves you. I love you. Bye-bye.